welcome to, a, to the next MCU movie of Game My Mom Found. I am Mike Alberton, and who has no plan to die today? An old man and a fool, Michael K. Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> and a giant man with a sword who sends people through time, Bill Tucker. <laughs> okay. I've been trying to do that now. Look up look up quotes before you start it and then open your quotes. I literally just thought of that. That, that was not planned this time. I <laughs> forgot we'd do that, so... It's all right. There's there's no there's nothing being nothing scripted, nothing planned in this podcast. Indeed, indeed. That's We're the way it should be. Highly professional. Okay, we can go into that. So <laughs> All right, before we... Oh, I should introduce what we're talking about. We're going to be talking about Thor, the fourth MCU movie, and one that I have not seen in a few years. Yeah, it's been a while for me as well. I, I had to remember really liking this movie a lot when I had seen it back in the theaters, and I remember really liking it when I watched it before Age of Ultron came out. You know, so it it, it was good to go back into. Like it had it had been a while, and I'm I'm a big fan of the Thor movies, and all three of them, I think, are great. How about you, Bill? I, I remember liking it quite a bit when I first saw it. It's, again, it's been a very long time. And I, I remember thinking back and I'm like, to, to some of the backlash, because this is a, a divisive movie. Some people love it. Some people hate it. And I remember thinking, why do people dislike this so much? I don't never got that. And after this watch through, I kind of get it a bit. <laughs> I get it quite a bit, but I, I don't I don't think it marred my enjoyment at the end of the day. Um, so it was a very interesting movie to me to watch because there is definitely issues, uh, which we will go through, of course. Um, but at the end of the day, I thought it was a, eh, it was a fine. I think I actually liked Iron Man 2 better, <laughs> to be perfectly oh, honest. Oh. I really do. <laughs> I mean, I'm I don't know. I guess it depends on the day, I guess. But yeah. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I've seen it the entire way through since I saw it in theaters. And my uh, my opening line was kind of apt because like that was forever ago. And I remember liking a lot of it. And I hope you guys have plenty to say about this movie because my notes are pretty sparse on it. I, I, I got I got a lot. <laughs> I just wasn't it wasn't gripping me like I was hoping. So we'll okay. see how this goes. That's not what I expected. <laughs> I, I I have about six pages. So <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> small pages, small pages, like small, you know, small notebook pages, but not like not l uh, legal size or you know college rule or anything. But yeah, so we'll see. OK, first thing. I want to say is I wonder if any is what the hell is wrong with Thor's face in this movie? Like, it wasn't just me. Like, there is something up with his face in most of this movie. Like, his eyebrows, something doesn't look right. Uh, I didn't notice anything. I didn't yeah, notice my anything. My wife both saw yeah. him. He thought he looked like he had plastic surgery on or something. But huh. I don't know. He's, he's, it's it's uh, I'm going to get this wrong. I keep saying, is it what's his name? Chris Hem? Not Chris Hemsworth. Is it? Am I right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think so. Yes. Okay, good. I always say a different actor. I'm good at that. <laughs> Just like what was it, in Iron Man. I was kept saying uh, <laughs> I forgot. Okay, I kept saying Iron Man who uh, Brody is or Rhodey, whatever his name is. Yeah, no, I don't know. I, I didn't notice anything weird other than he's more younger. You know, he's yeah. a younger guy and, you know, charming as ever. Dashing. <laughs> so <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I didn't notice anything weird. I'm curious if maybe some makeup or something to make him look more Nordic. I don't know. Yeah, something just was off for me in that in that movie, in this in this whole movie with him. Like, in, in, and I looked at screenshots from him from other movies. It's not there. But for some reason, in these in this first in this first movie, it's there. At least for me, it was there a lot. And it bothered me. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I didn't notice <laughs> anything. But hey, you never know. The, the modern movie making. There's no uncanny valley stuff for me. Definitely. I didn't feel like anything was really 
computer done. Even that back in those days, that wasn't really a thing of uh, the computer enhancement to, to faces. Unless, as long as, as far as I know, I don't remember it being a thing. I want to say no. This yeah, wasn't there not. yet. Cool. But know. yeah. It's bothered me. <laughs> but that's, that's fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> so problem number one, Thor's face. Good. We yeah. got, we've established that. <laughs> Should we go to shelf of Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Your shortest episode on this show. Imagine that. How funny that would be. <laughs> okay. Well, first the movie starts off like, oh, yeah, the first movie starts off. You have Padme in the van. I'm going to call her Padme entirely throughout this movie, just to be warned. It is <laughs> not Padme, it's Natalie Portman. But I I've just Portman, been watching yeah. Phantom Menace like two times in the last six months because I like that movie for some reason. <laughs> Why? Well, hold on. You're going to lose all your credibility with our listeners <laughs> if you go around saying uh, stuff like that. Phantom Menace is a good <laughs> movie. It is maybe not a good Star Wars movie, but it's a yeah. good movie. Um, no, but no, I, I, I it's, okay. been, it's been such a long time. I have memories of that, strong memories. That might be a good side thing to do one of these days. Just do the Star Wars movies. Mm. Anyway, sorry, off topic. So, you're right. uh, but no, so you have so you have Natalie Portman in the van. I, I like J her character, Jane Foster, throughout this entire movie because I just like Natalie Portman. So it doesn't it's just it's her. I just like her. <laughs> And then you have uh, Kat Darcy. Is that the actress name that plays? Cat uh, Jennings. Oh, Darcy I, Lewis is the character. Yeah. I just put her names together. Plus, I like Cat Jennings in this. Yeah. She's oh. she's probably my favorite character. She has the, the best lines, I think. She's so here's the thing. And we'll probably, you know, I was going to save this for later. But um, Natalie Portman's I, 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 too, like Natalie Portman. She's done some really good work in the past. Um, I think she's a fine actress. For me, she didn't sell astrophysicist. The way I wrote down my notes was it felt like she was reading the sciencey words and not knowing what they meant. Now, mind you, she's incredibly intelligent in real life, evidently. My wife was saying she's like a Harvard graduate. Like, mm -hmm. so she should be able to sell this. But for me, for some reason, she didn't. So for me, there was no kind of weight behind her character as far as credibility goes. And the problem is, is with the comic relief character, which Darcy is that just she's comic relief. That's what she's there for. If there's if there's no weight to bounce those jokes off of, then it just seems like jokes for no reason. Some of them were good bits, though. Um, this in this scene in particular, this is the open when they No, I'm sorry. She tases him later. Yeah, um, that's later. Yeah, I again, of course. And um, is it oh, not Alexander Skarsgård? Skarsgård something. I should be prepared. Hang on. I'm going to look <laughs> this up. Damn it. I can't I can't believe I'm not knowing anybody. Eric name. Selvig is the character. Selvig? Is that how you the Okay. God, mighty. I need to like, yeah, it's just, you know, come on, come on, Bill. Stellan, Stellan Skarsgård is the uh, the actor. And I don't know anyone's name, so I'm just calling by their actor names. Um, I like him. He has some weight to him. He has some, you could see him being some sort of scientist, you know, like a mentor role. Natalie Portman never fully connected. Now, she wasn't bad. Let me just, well, she has some moments where she's bad. But she wasn't fully <laughs> bad at all. I just never bought it as her being a scientist and... I, I found the comic relief character a little annoying. I actually was tooling around on my phone and there was an article saying, um, is that character from Thor the most useless character in the MCU? And it was this awful clickbait garbage headline. <laughs> uh, but the guy, because the guy who writes it makes posits that people on Reddit elsewhere think that. And he, he kind of kind of threw it in the air like, I don't know. It's like, great. Thanks for writing it. <laughs> And I, I just found that uh, kind of ironic. I saw that article today as I was tooling about the house. 
So from my, again, my perspective, I didn't love the comic relief character because she just seemed annoying, you know, comic for no reason, because you need to have that in the movie to lighten things up that weren't necessarily all that serious to begin with. You're, Betrayal Natalie Portman's character reminds me of Denise Richards playing a rocket scientist in the The World Is Not Enough, the James Bond movie. Oh, That's yes. also a good movie. I love I that like movie. her in that, too. I don't think I saw it, but uh, okay. you same idea. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You see, that, I don't have a problem with that. I just see Pretty Girl. I'm like, okay, I'm good. Yeah. Movie, keep going. I don't well, I, I don't <laughs> She says some smart words. Yeah, at least they didn't put um, put glasses on her. Because that's what movies do. Like, oh, if we put glasses on a woman, oh, that's – now she's smart. She must be Rhodes Scholar. <laughs> At least they didn't do that. Um, yeah, did, she's been did quite – Tara, so. Tara Reid played a scientist in something. In something. Alone in the it? Dark. It was yes. the Alone in the Dark movie. Yes. <laughs> she did play a scientist. No. Oh, God. Don't, don't, don't mention that movie. <laughs> Poor gal. Poor gal. Oh, anyway. Okay, we need yeah. to get back to Thor. So they smash, so yeah, I, they, they smash into Thor. It's a pretty decent scene. It's like Twister. I kept thinking, oh, this is basically Twister. Nice. Which I, you know, I'm here for. And um, we cut to... We cut to... The whole intro. Oh, the whole intro. Correct. Yes. Which is, I think is really cool. Because, I mean, again, they had to do it with a character like Thor. Because, one, at this time, and I would still... Especially at this time, and I still say today, Thor is not a very well-known character. It's not like Spider-Man or X-Men, where you know the origin. So they do a whole, like couple minutes where they just talk about how the giant the frost giants whatever the hell they're called come to earth in the long time ago and are killing humans and then you know odin had fought them back and fought them to to their planet like i mean one it plays a huge part of this whole movie but it's just a very cool looking scene like i you know i was engrossed and really interested and it does a very good job of setting up the plot and setting up of how this connection to our own world because again you know thor is based on children's stories Right, which I forgot about that that angle. I really dig that. That's very, very cool. I love the idea of fairy tales ending up being real. So it's, it's a very neat idea. Same. It, it it worked for me. Like it, it that scene is just so cool to me. And then it, it shows him in the beginning he has his eye. And as the scene progresses as he's attacking the planet, it shows him then without his eye. Like it shows that he in that battles when he lost his eye. Yeah. Again, Odin. very, very cool. Odin, that is. Yeah, Odin, oh, yeah. right. Yeah, this is all Odin leading the original army against the Frost Giants and big, you know, big, you know, massive people against massive giants kind of battle. It was good. It was neat. It was a lot of those. It was, again, early, early 2010s where things were still very chaotic. So when you had those kind of battles, it was just this massive things and swords and you really don't know what's going on. It's just kind of this chaos swarm um which has kind of been changed over the years where now we're we're seeing action clearly and seeing moves and seeing choreography but still cool I, i'm into that yeah totally i had no problem with it no, not like, at all. I, I i really enjoyed it. like i actually stayed engaged this entire movie i didn't i only had my phone out and take notes i wasn't playing coin master i was just watching the movie like that was an, and i realized like oh i enjoyed this more than iron man too Interesting. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm taking notes throughout, but yeah, no, I, I, uh, it was a very effective, uh, opening to the movie for sure. Oh, off topic question, but I have to ask this. I just saw a thing in Iron Man two. There wasn't a scene where Scarlett Johansson shot off the gauntlet. Was there in that movie? No. Okay. Uh, no. That is in the trailer, but it's Let not it in kiss. the actual movie. Interesting. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think so. I'm scrolling through things right now. And I saw them like, wait a second. I don't remember that in that movie. I got to ask. So, okay. 
I had to bring that up real quick. But all right, back to Thor. <laughs> I I got a big smile on my face in the, in the scene where it shows him in the throne room when it when it takes you to Asgard for the first time, and he's wearing the helmet. And I just yes. I really like that helmet, and like I understand why they don't do it in this movie, why they just or at all in the Thor movie they just skip it for the most part. But he had his helmet on, and I forgot about the scene. I forgot that they had that little scene where he's wearing the helmet, he's tossing the hammer up, he's walking down for the ceremony, like I and it's showing you all Asgard and all its beauty and technology or magic, whatever the hell we want to word it. I, I had, I just, when I remember seeing that as a, when I saw it in theaters back in 20, 2011, this movie came out and I remember big smile on my face, still big smile on my face. Like I just, that is so cool to me. It's gorgeous. I mean, it's absolutely, it's absolutely beautiful. I mean, you can't deny how great that city looks and how just resplendent the, uh, the palace made of organ pipes just, <laughs> just shooting into the sky. It's gorgeous. I mean, you can't even pretend it's not. I, I really like that. Yeah, I have that in my notes too. So Asgard is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, that's all you need. That's basically it. And then this is also kind of starts, you know, this also starts setting up the plot for the movie where you have, the, as during his ceremony, the frost giants sneak into Asgard and try to steal this giant chest that you had seen in the little prequel thing where this is the, the I forget what it's called, casket of something. I can't remember the name of the yeah, MacGuffin right now. Yeah. Either. Well, <laughs> some thing. kind of casket that freezes people. Right, right, right. We'll call it the icebox. Okay, Icebox. I'm I'm looking up, but I can't find it. So go Icebox. So they're trying to steal the Icebox. And I I like that whole scene. There's a bunch of, I can't find the Easter egg list right now, but I know there's Easter eggs of things in that as they're walking through that room. Like there's an Easter egg that was seen when after this movie came out where the Infinity Gauntlet is sitting on one of the pylons, let's say. Yeah. I think one of them is supposed to look like the Eye of Agamotto as well. Oh, Huh. And then I like how they touch back on that in Ragnarok, where they're all Hella says they're all fake, and she's kind of tosses the gauntlet around. <laughs> well, I don't remember that thing. I think at the time when they were starting to set up, they didn't really know where they were going. But by Thor right. Ragnarok, they knew where they were going. They're like, we have to fix this because we're not bringing Thanos here. So we need, and it had all the, and it had all the gems in it too in that scene. Uh-huh. So they had to do something. Gotcha. Well, it makes sense. I like this. Uh, the opening is really good. Um, it really establishes Thor as a as an ass. She's <laughs> just just really and lays it on really thick. I forgot how much of a like you know, jerk he is in this movie for most for you know half of it until magic happens and he's not. We'll get to that nonsense. <laughs> but it's. But it, it really is meant him as this like kind of egotistical, you know, entitled little whiny dude who happens to be, you know, the the chosen one, so to speak. Um, I also like a lot of, this is my favorite part of the movie. Is, and I think this was a lot of people's, I almost said unfavorite or least favorite part of the movie <laughs> is all the familial infighting. I, I like that quite a bit. I like that Shakespearean, very big overwrought emotion for the most part. There's some pieces, parts where it doesn't work, but I do like the idea of two brothers you know, fighting for power, one very sneakily and one assuming he's going to get it. I really dig that a lot. And there's some scenes here where there's some very big moments that don't work, which I'll, I'll talk about then. But yeah, I dig this. I, I really like this kind of laying down the foundation um, for this kind of familial infighting. 
Yeah. I, I thought it was good. Like, I, I like the fact that you have the brothers kind of, you know, brothers being brothers, I guess I don't have a brother, but that idea where they're kind of like sibling rivalry and you have the father, you know, having to choose between his two sons, his supposedly two sons. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, and honestly, and that's what's weird about this, too, is I don't understand. Maybe this is a comic book thing. Why there'd be a choice at all for Odin? I mean, if if Thor can hand can wield the hammer, isn't he the guy? I, why would the he hammer was made for Thor? I want to say I could be wrong because I'm not looking this up as I'm saying this, but I pretty sure the hammer was something that was made exclusively for Thor. And then why, why does, why does someone have to be worthy? Uh, the idea is that oh, someone in their car it. right now is screaming and smashing <laughs> their steering wheel. Like, oh, I know. I, I forget I'm just why, I, but I, I can just... say in the original Thor comics, well, uh, well, I'll get to that later. There's a reference. I'll, I'll get to that. I'll wait. I can't remember why. I cannot remember. Okay. I I want to say, though, the hammer was made for Thor. I do know there is a run in the comics where he is the unworthy Thor. He can't wield the hammer. And the hammer goes to, spoiler alert for the fourth movie, right. uh, Jane Foster in the comics. Yes, I read about that. But because, I, can't, yeah. I can't remember. And I don't have enough time to sit here and read and find out. Yeah, I'm trying to <laughs> skim it, too. And I'm not, I'm not getting anything. It's all good. Yeah, I, I can't remember. Don't worry about it. It's it's fine. I was just like, it was just curious. Hey, if you know, leave a comment on this post or on Facebook, wherever you happen to be watching, and uh, help, let us know what's going on with this. And I might know. How's it. that? Tell us how ignorant we are. Yes, tell us how just stupid. Message we are. games my mom found on Facebook. I'll see that for sure. There you go. I won't remember this either because by the time I release this, <laughs> well, we're recording this in April. I'll be releasing this in June at the moment. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> I won't point. remember. So please message me. Indeed. So is this the point Did we get to the point where then they so the frost giants invade, they get in via a back door somehow, some way, and then they go into the treasure room with all the all the great weapons, clearly. Okay. (laughs) And then the the giant eyeball monster destroys destroys the frost giants, right? Yeah, the destroyer armor. Yeah. Yeah, destroyer (laughs) armor destroys them and that's the end of it. And this sets up the Thor saying, hey, we we are we got invaded like this shouldn't happen let's go out there and let's really put put an end to them and odin of course is being more diplomatic um i don't think thor actually knows there's a treaty in place but i don't think he even cares um again this kind of starts that infighting that drama between uh, a father and two sons which again i think is very cool and i'm super here for i want to say he knows about the treaty but he sees it as a act of war because three or four guys invaded Asgard, so now we should go invade and kill everybody because he's not he hasn't grown yet. I mean, because this movie's all about the growth of Thor as a character, which I really like and you have Correct. the fact that he's such a he's an asshole. You were saying he's stuck up. He doesn't understand. He's just like, well, I got a hammer. I'm going to go hit things. Right. And he's never been in a, well, they actually do set up that he's actually been in some battles and been in some some fracases because he has his uh, team of uh, good bros and good gals. <laughs> So he's fought, but not not on the level where. So I guess he's been. He's elusive. To... Like I've led you in. Yeah, right. He's like, yeah. yeah. And his father's like, look, maybe that was three or four dudes who just went rogue. We defeated them. We're good. We'll figure out how they got in. And he's like, no, we got to annihilate them. And his dad is like, look, you don't understand what war is. Like you've been in some fracases, some skirmishes. <laughs> cool. But you don't know what it really means to be in a full-fledged war. And again, super here for that. You put it pretty expertly, Bill. Entitled is the perfect word. He is just – he's like an insolent child. He's like, well, they're in my house. I'm going to go beat them up. 
kind of reminds me of that proverb when the only tool you have is a hammer, all your problems start to look like nails. Right. Yeah. I think I, think <laughs> I might have butchered that. Very good way of putting it. Yeah. But you also get that scene where you get to see the destroyer when they're trying to steal the cube. It just walks out and just burns the hell out of all of them like nothing. Which yeah, it's pretty neat. Like, such a bigger part later in the movie. <laughs> so I think him, it was a pain in the ass in Marvel Ultimate Alliance. <laughs> which I think is canon in the MCU, right? What is canon? <laughs> The Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with that, yeah. I mean, the Fantastic Four, the X-Men, yeah. So, and one thing I really liked, that I don't remember if I caught it when I first saw this movie, but I definitely caught it now, is when they're in the, bon- I want to say they're in the bonfire, wherever the hell they are, when they're all together, the Warriors 3 and Sif, Thor and Loki, and you really start to see Loki, inc- you know, tricking Thor, because I, I really say tricking is the correct word, to get Thor to go to Yantan, Yantan, Frostworld play Frostworld giant level and Yodaheim and decimate them. Like, you know, he start he puts, he plants a seed like the snake he is. He's like, Oh, you know, and then he's like, no, no, you shouldn't do that. Knowing <laughs> well that once he said it, it was already in motion, but this way he was able to backpedal. And I, I like that Loki's constantly doing that throughout this movie because it's Loki. It's, mm-hmm. it's not quite smart people doing smart things. It's, <laughs> it's more crafty people doing crafty things. <laughs> and I dig that super here for that I, I really like that you know it's not a battle of brawn it's a battle of brawn against wit and wit for the most part most part wins until the movie ends because we can't have wit completely end. see that's why you didn't like the whole jane foster because you couldn't you couldn't buy smart people doing smart things you see that she, I, yeah that might have been <laughs> it's it. my, my first note is like is this smart people doing smart things question no. mark question marks like is it <laughs> not not enough for bill no and me, well, but yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. That's pretty much all I had. <laughs> I was gonna say, and you know, now that you mention it like that, because I do like smart people doing smart things. It's it, so you never see Natalie Portman do anything smart. She just tells you about all the smart things she did. Hey, that's she no did good. All the smart things she needs to do in Phantom Menace. We're okay. <laughs> I, no, and that's the problem. Like, I need to see things happen. You can't just tell me you're a smart person doing smart things. You got to show. That's why it works for Iron Man because you see it firsthand, and that's why it works for Loki because you're seeing it. You're seeing him turning the dials. And honestly, when I first saw, it, you know, it, you know, uh, Tom Hiddleston really sells it well because he seems just like a, just a shy twerp. Like, hey, you know, I. I agree with you, Thor. I'm not looking to go there, but does he go there? Yeah, he does. He does go there. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I, yeah. so it, he really sows the seeds. I didn't see him coming as as a villain, honestly, when I first saw it. Now, of course, I know, but um, <laughs> he sells it well. It's a good. It's a good scene, and his bros are fun. His bros and 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 one gal are fun. The, the lady in that becomes a thing, like a serious thing in the second one, right? Yes, she's in the second movie. She is not in Thor Ragnarok, but she is in an episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. So she's not the one in Endgame. Is it Valkyrie? Is that right? Yeah, that's not, yeah, no, that's, that's completely different, different character and actors. Okay. okay, very good. All right, that's but anyway, she's good. I like her. She's good. They go with completely, like, I think they had plans for more to do with that actress, which is uh, Jamie Alexander. Her character's name is Sif. I think they had more plans with her, okay. but they don't really do it. They don't, as the movies progress in the MCU, they don't really do anything. Yeah, no, that's fair. Which is cool. too bad, because I, I really like her in this movie. Like, I think Sif is a great character throughout the entire movie, and they just didn't, they didn't do enough. No. She's the first one who realizes, huh, let's sign up with that Loki. Uh, oh, she's in two you. episodes of Shield. Okay, 
Cool. But now we go to Odin. Is it Odenheim? Is that right? Um, the next, the jo- next part Jotunheim. right before they go to Jan- Jo whatever the Jotunheim is. Um, Jotunheim, you have yeah. where where they go up to Hemdal, where you first see Idris Elba, oh, which oh I yes, like Elba. yeah, he's so good. I'm a big fan. I he's love a... that man. But in this movie, he's great. I just a big stoic character who has a big sword key that sends you into interdimensions. It's fantastic. Very big. I'm all. Yeah, I don't about see it. anything about what he just what he said. Yeah, I'm not seeing it now either. But it was all over Overblood there a couple days ago. So I don't know what's going on. But Heimdall just looks badass in this movie too. I mean, I like the way I like his, his the whole costume and everything, and I like how he's because you know he's supposed to be the one that guards the Rainbow Road before, for that way none of the Asgardians can leave and go on a race and go on a race. <laughs> and that's all I can think of when I see this road is Rainbow Road Mario Kart. That's all that I pops really in my head. did too. Yep, yep. That's exactly. even in my notes here. But <laughs> see, see little, little I, cubes of stars in them, and all of a sudden they're just kind of like jockeying for position. One guy throws a lightning bolt. Hey, hey. Funny, all right but i like how you know he he lets them go he's like all my years i've been watching this which has been like centuries to a millennium he's been here and he really like no one's ever gotten past him so he's like i need to know why too so he ends up letting them go he lets them pass which he shouldn't but he had to because the script said so <laughs> yeah yeah weird so but hey uh... Okay. And I, I do love the whole scene coming up when they get to God, I cannot say the word. I know you said it. Jotunheim? Jotunheim. Jotunheim. I forget it after it comes out of my mouth. And like everything with that, when they get up to Lofi, the frost giant leader, and he's like, there's a traitor in your mist. And everything with that, I really enjoy the scene. I enjoy when they start fighting. I enjoy all of this. I thought this is just great. Great comic booky action. Yes, and that's a great way of putting it. It's comic booky action. Um, it's got video game staging. You got your you got your chaff. You got your minions who come in, and then you got your heavies come in, and then your boss, right? Yeah. But it's fine. It works for what it is. It's a big tech demo for everything everyone can do. Um, so you you, know, you kind of get all the move set. Um, I really do like the guy who wields a rapier. I love Rapier guy who finds the one frost giant. Ha ha! How about you, sir? Like, that is super there for that as well. I just dig that guy. I can't remember who you're talking about. I'm no, trying to look it up right he... now. That's Fandral. He's a character. With the oh, curly okay. mustache? Yes, yeah, yeah. the curly mustache. That John Stallis is the actor's name. The only way you can wield a rapier is to have a curly mustache like yeah. that. Come on. He, he does not come back in Thor 2, by the way. No? Oh, man, they, they, they replaced him. Oh, uh, he, really the he got he got Terrence Howarded. <laughs> hey, but he was on Once Upon a Time as Prince Charming. Oh, that's why he didn't reprise his role due to commitments on Once Upon a Time. Oh. And Zachary Levi replaced him in the next film. Oh, oh that's that's a good change too, though. He's so he got replaced by Shazam. Okay. Flynn Rider. Cool. There's your there's your fun yeah, fact. It's a today. it's a it's a very good uh it's a good scene and uh it, it sets up a a nice ending as well. I mean, it, but you are right. It does play just like a video game. Like they, they fight and then you have the, and then as they're fighting, the, the big baddie releases a bigger baddie to chase after them. And they have to do a quick time event where they're running away. It felt like I've been playing heavy rain. So <laughs> uh, you have really. Is it for the show? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I can't this wait. For to an episode aired three months ago. Didn't you listen to it? Uh, heavy rain. <laughs> It will be at this at oh. this time. Oh, that's very good. Okay, <laughs> good point. Sorry. I'm lost but, in the timeline. I'm lost in the. 
in our timeline. Yeah. Time. All right, but yeah, no, I I, I kind of like the video game stuff. It's it's a trope, but it works, and it yeah. works in this situation. And... It doesn't bother me in this movie. Like I I argued about certain things in Iron Man two and Hulk that bothered me, like poor Bruce Banner. But this didn't bother me. Like I thought it was all made sense. That yes, they go to a planet and they bring five people. Yes, they're gonna get their ass handed to them, and they're not gonna win because you're attacking a planet. One thing that bothers me, <laughs> and this this is a Star Wars thing. I've been watching. I watched all of Clone Wars is that I will never understand why when you go to a planet and anything and you go straight to the one city in this entire planet that matters. Like, we don't care about the millions of square miles. We just care about this one city. This one person. That bothers yeah, me in time. Yeah. My wife even said to, they walk up to the uh, to the entrance of the fortress of the planet and it's all walled on all sides except one area of escape and it's all flat and my wife's like, oh, that's a good place for an ambush. <laughs> <laughs> She's not wrong. Nope. Yeah. No, it, it just, it's just. And how gross? Oh, and how gross was that when when was it Thor who goes through the neck of the monster? Yes. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So good. I'm very happy. <laughs> Maybe. That's, that's great. All right. Yep. And I, I like that because it shows you again, it shows you Thor being Thor. You have more hammer action where, you know, because the thing with the hammer, is he can swing it, he can do his thing. And then he uses the hammer to fly. He can't fly like Superman, I want to say, for the most part. Maybe I'm wrong. I can't remember if they, they do that. They don't do it in this movie, at least. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be like the momentum of the hammer yeah. is what carries him. Ooh, yeah. He's okay. not. He's just more powerful than your, you know, he's way more powerful than, you know, he's like a god. But at the same time, Asgardians are just a... You know, they're still they still can be killed. They can still die, as you see it. Like as all the, not not as much in this movie, but all like the little the little soldiers they get massacred a lot later on throughout the series. Yeah. Well, uh, the sword fencing guy we were just talking about, whose name I've already forgotten, uh, he gets stabbed through the chest in this scene. Yes, he does. The ice the ice spears or whatever. Andrew. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, which so yeah, I, I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. I, I like all that, and I like how they're losing and they're running away. And then they're about to get wiped out, but then Odin shows up to save the day. Like, I like that. He comes on the horse and he's just, and, you know, and he's, he even tells the guys like, hey, don't start a war because of these idiots. He was only it was only the work of a boy like that. Yeah. That was cool. Anthony, we haven't said this, but Anthony Hopkins plays Odin in this movie. And it is just he's amazing. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's a national treasure. <laughs> So he's a lot. Yeah, he's good. He's great. And this kind of starts into when they get back and we'll, we'll kind of get into some of the now we're getting to the familial stuff and the real dramatic parts of this movie uh, that, again, I pretty much dig. But some of them don't work. But we'll talk about that momentarily. I, I didn't have a problem when he gets back and then o- and then Odin, you know, banishes him and takes away his armor because he disobeyed his king. And I didn't mind that. So I, I don't mind it either. Um, there is just an issue. So, for example, in this part, he goes back and Thor and Odin are arguing and and uh, it's escalating as arguments do. And Thor calls him an old fool, which is evidently like screw you, F you in Asgard, because that was just a hammer. <laughs> the, the, the thing with that is I'm fine with it. The problem is, is that the director, Kenneth Branagh, is is most well known for Shakespearean um, adaptations. He's done six or seven. Some of them are the quintessential. I think his version of Hamlet is revered as the version, film version of Hamlet. He does a lot of stage stage directing and he really came from the stage. And the problem is, is that in the the stage, you can do that because when you do theater acting, it's big. 
Everything has to be big because you're filling an auditorium. You're trying to hit everyone with emotion. And so acting in theater is big. Acting in film is small, super small, because you don't have to fill space. You just have to fill a camera, basically. So, okay. for example, if you look at someone in a close-up, they should not be moving because the camera catches every little thing. And the further back you go, as far as a camera shot goes, the more movement you can do, the more you can do with your hands, your arms. That's why actors always say, I need to know where the camera is. They'll go as far as say, what lens are you shooting? Because I need to know how my body should work in relationship to that camera. So in this movie, a lot of these moments, especially the Loki one, when he loses, when he loses his shit after finding out he's adopted, <laughs> that, that's too big. It goes too much. And that's why I think people who didn't like this movie originally just didn't like the fact it was so big in a small space and they're not wrong. But that really your your taste for that depends on how much you dig basically what this is, which is like a Shakespearean play that has these kind of brothers going against each other and if familial issues. That's a lot of that. Right. And that's what this feels like. And that's why this has that vibe, because Kenneth Branagh is the most renowned Shakespearean film director in the world. So. Huh. Yeah, that's a fun fact I did not know, actually. Oh, that yeah. makes sense, though. Yep. Yeah. And, then, yeah. And, and he's done a lot of stuff other than that. Again, I think, uh, yeah, he's won a couple of Oscars. Yeah, he won an Oscar for, what was that? oh, Henry V. Yeah, Henry V <laughs> is the one. He actually won Best Actor and Best Director. Oh, oh. He, he was nominated. Sorry. There's win. something I do want to mention. This is from the guy who played Fandral, the fencing swashbuckler. This is his quote that he said. Dallas said he believed that Fandral the quote now, would like to think of himself as a philanderer. He would like to think of himself, I was saying, as the R. Kelly of Asgard. He's a lover, oh. not a fighter. And this is 2010, 20, 2010 when he made this comment. It just made, I had to read that. I'm like, uh, you might that not age, with that comment anymore. Oh, yeah. That age it's like fine milk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's why I had to read same. that. I'm like, oh. <laughs> that comment aged like fish. That is not good. <laughs> oh, boy. No. <laughs> But yeah, so there, that's the thing. And that's one of my big set tent poles of kind of how I feel about this movie. Again, I like that that dramatic feel, but I can see how someone wouldn't if you don't dig, the, again, that kind of Shakespearean vibe. I, I didn't think about it, but it didn't bother me. But I can see where it would bother people. It's I dramatic. Mean, again, the only thing that bothered me was the whole his his uh, his makeup just seemed off in this entire movie. <laughs> and and not, not to like, not to really camp out on this too much, but um, think about what we've seen so far, right? As far as the MCU. And this is actually one of the reasons why we're doing this in order of release, not chronological, which all the cool kids say you got to do them in chronological now. But we're doing an order of release because I think it's interesting. We had, you know, two Iron Man movies and a Hulk movie. You know, Iron Man, of course, is slick and snarky and glossy and just kind of and modern. Right. It takes place in, a, in here in a place, you know, and yeah, Hulk, of course, takes place in a magic land where you can go across three countries in 36 <laughs> hours. Right. But still, it's here. And now you get this movie which vacillates between beautiful alien Asgard, which the movie needs to set up and explain to you as the as viewer. Like you need to learn about this place to get someone who are a connection to it and like boring ass Kansas or wherever, <laughs> wherever we end up. New Mexico. Thank you. Boring at no offense to those in New Mexico. But boring, <laughs> or Kansas. Boring. Or Kansas. <laughs> we have listeners in New Mexico. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize, New Mexicanians. Um, you, I'm sure it's a charming town. I'm sure. They called the land of enchantment for a reason. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. I'm sure it's enchanting. I've never been. But the uh, you have to reconcile these two places. And um, 
that's why I think this movie kind of took people for a loop because it's especially if you're not a big Marvel fan, you're like, oh, this is not what I'm used to. This is not what's been delivered to me just yet. So, but again, I was there for it then, and I'm here for it now. That might be part of where I'd start to destroy away from it. Just exactly what you just described. How everything is so modern up to this point. This is like the most fantastical movie in the MCU. Like. Maybe across all the MCU, not just in phase one or up to this point. It's like, like you said, more than half of it takes place in Asgard. And it's just like, feels kind of Lord of the Ringsy. Yes. Oh, yeah, totally. And that's a very good way to put it. It is a good way to put it. And again, unlike a Lord of the Rings, um, you just you're stuck in the castle. You yeah. really don't yeah. leave the castle. And yeah. again, a lot of connection to places is um, places I like to stay in. I'd like to hang out in. I'd like to be a part of the world of Asgard. I don't know. That castle seems pretty rad, but there's a good chance I'm not there. So again, hard to get that connection. But looked at again, not to belabor the point, looked, there, looked at through that kind of Shakespearean lens. It makes sense. And I like it. Uh-huh. Oh. And then we get to your favorite part that you started to mention earlier before we... Uh, this is when he gets tased. This is when, after <laughs> Thor gets banished, he throws him through the portal, <clears throat> throws the hammer after his little, those who is worthy shall have the power of Thor. And, and then it finally cuts back to where she hit him with the van, and then he... I forget what he says, or he's yelling father or something, and Cat Darcy... God, did I just do it again tonight? Cat Dennings, Darcy, uh, tases, tases him, which is a great scene. Mm-hmm. I dig it. It's funny when I when I saw I saw I said I wrote down eye roll, but in in retrospect, <laughs> I, I I'm actually okay with it. It's funny, and then like when they go to the hospital, which is shortly after this, you have the part where she's like, she ta- she like something about she tased him. <laughs> yeah, you ran yes, over him I too. Did. You hit him with the car. You that know, was like, pretty. Get... That was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like that banter about it. Like it 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 cracks me up. Real quick about the hospital. Did you guys notice that the sign out front just says County Hospital, like? Not even a specific county. It's just a county no. hospital. I, was no, I didn't actually, notice that. I was actually looking for Easter eggs in there. I'm like, this hospital seems like a good place to find little hidden things. And I didn't. I didn't see that. That's funny. <laughs> That's very good. I feel like an Easter egg. I feel like just like they didn't want to pay somebody. Well, you could have put a word there. I get it. I, yeah. I'm, I'm totally with you. Put, you know, you know, Sashua County or pick a county that's actually New Mexico. Make it, you know, I don't know. I agree with you. Just county hospital. Maybe <laughs> county is the last name. Anyone. Pick one, anyone. Yeah, I, I next actually I, the hospital is when you first get a taste of my favorite part of the movie, which is uh, Thor fish out of water. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, it's That's when the MCU – the MCU did their – Biggest disservice to Thor in the second movie when they made him way too serious. They take Thor really serious in one and two. And it's not until the Avengers um, where he really starts to relax and lean into that fish out of water and be very, very funny. It's to a point when Ragnarok, which is a masterpiece. Well, it's not say masterpiece, but it's phenomenal. It um He's comedy. Like he is a he is a Guardians in the Galaxy. He's a Guardians of the Galaxy character at this point. So the problem is they take Thor really seriously. But I do like these moments when he's fish out of water, when he's um later on when he's chugging an entire beer and with with uh with Stella Skarsgård and this is this is the first start of that, uh which I really, really enjoy. Yeah. I was a big fan of that too. Because it, it, you know, it looks cool how they make him, like you were saying, the fish out of water, how you have him very not himself. And it's cool. Oh, and to answer your other question, what you had commented, it wasn't the eye of Agamotto. It was the warlock's eye in that room, which is a mind controlling item from the pages of Thor comics. Oh, OK. There you go. So to answer your question. Neat. 
or not question, but what you said earlier. Ragnarok should be a also, very interesting episode because I kind of feel like I'm going to play the part of you when we do Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Ooh. So that'll be interesting. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> There will be, yeah. Oh, one thing I, we hadn't, I think we just are now getting to it. Oh, yeah, after she, okay, I did like the part in the hospital where they show, because he starts fighting the guards, and he's, he's beating the shit out of him pretty good, and mm-hmm. they shot him in the butt. Like, they're like, okay, you're done. In, in the butt. <laughs> it's time to go sleepy. Face up against the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very, uh, very cartoony, but uh, it, it worked for me. Like, I, I laugh know. when they, when his face goes up against the glass after they hit him with the shot. And you just see, like, the face he makes as he's like, <laughs> and he starts to pass out. Like, it, I don't care if it was stupid. Like, it, it, it made me laugh. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I buy it. So, that, I, I had to say that. Yeah, they gotta yeah, get man. the comedy in where they can. I had no indeed, indeed. It's, oh, and apparently the city in New Mexico where this takes place is called Punte Antigo, which translates to Old Bridge, a reference to the Bifrost. Oh, okay. I found a thing with all the, like, the cam- all the cameos and stuff, so now I'm going to be adding them in. <laughs> <laughs> Peppering them in, right? <laughs> As I can, yes. Okay, but like, and I like it how, and then you have the part, I want to say this is when they find the hammer, which is... I like that scene where the guy pulls up and tries to grab the hammer. And the guy, the first yes. guy who does try to grab it is Michael Stravinsky. For those that don't know, including me, is a right was a writer for for Thor. Oh, that's cool. I'm into that. Good and the story by credit on the film. So it's one of so that's why he's in that little part. Like because I was like, okay, because I, I that whole scene is cool where all the rednecks come up, park their trucks, and they start you know grilling, barbecuing, drinking while they're all trying to pull the hammer up. We got our Stanley cameo. Yeah, I hated that. (laughs) (laughs) I despise that. Oh, my God. So, okay. So this thing called tone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That really irked me. And it was just too silly, too over the top, too bro doofusy. I just I don't know. It didn't it didn't strike me as correct and real. I did like when Coulson shows up because as we've established, kind of love Coulson. Yep. Um, but I don't know. It just had this weird tone to me that it didn't belong in this movie. It felt like it belonged somewhere else. It seemed like it just kind of got hammered into this piece because I, I don't know if they really knew how to link up, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. getting there and building this this, this fortress around it. And yeah, and, they, and there were like no stakes. There was no there was no visual stakes. Like even if Coulson had like done something to clear them out, and I don't, care, I don't think they did. Uh-uh. They did something to clear them out. I would have just appreciated Coulson driving up, seeing it, and then you kind of have a um, – not a montage, but a um, speed cam kind of thing where all of a sudden day turns to night and they've built out this monstrous thing. Now I'm into that because I now S.H.I.E.L.D. has come. They've established dominance. These bohunks sitting there pulling on their tractors and then getting hammered with this – oh, the tone was so <laughs> off for me. It just bugged me. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of a dumb scene, but I had no problem with it. I know. I had so many problems with it. It just it just really irked me. And it's a minor thing, right? It's just one dumb throwaway scene to link up a couple of scenes. Yeah, fine. Right, whatever. whatever. It's just to get that – you had to get that cameo in of Stan Lee. I mean, yeah. my question is, if a truck pulled it like that, wouldn't the – I feel like the whole truck – it wouldn't have just pulled the back off. Like, the whole truck would have been messed up. It would have pulled the axle off of it. I mean, the whole, the whole truck would have separated off. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, no, but that's fine. Again, yeah, it pulls off the bumper and everyone's laughing like, oh, <laughs> it's it's that new what it is, too. Here's the thing. It also shows Americans like an Earth people as dummies. 
like it really just paints him in bad light you know i got here here's the bohunks trying to take this legendary weapon which they don't know they just see this thing as an object that you can't but pull yeah, out they, of the ground they call it a satellite and yeah, that's right they call it, that's cute yeah no, i'm into that like i call it satellite yeah all right that's fine i don't know it just annoyed me that's all i'll say on that <laughs> i mean satellite made sense i mean i feel like that's what people would call it but hey it's it's that oh, yeah. southern area i guess you know. Oh yeah, satellite's fine. Yeah. This is very tonal, tonal whiplash from the the serious familial Asgard, and then jump to a bunch of guys trying to pull a hammer off the ground. It's very strange. Yeah, I mean, before that scene, you had um, you had all of our our uh, science crew, the science people in Earth, talking, doing astrophysics one hundred and one, trying mm-hmm. to set up like how this works. Like, okay, wormholes and science. And it would, you know, fine, you got to explain that stuff because it's part of the movie. But um, yeah, it's yeah, not was... smart people doing smart stuff, is it? No, true? it's <laughs> smart people telling you smart things. That's not doing, it's telling. And you also have that little scene. This is also, they have the exact same scene from Iron Man 2 where he, where Coulson shows up at the site and he's standing there and looks down. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, I, the, I just like that. Yeah, real quick, I mentioned uh, the Marvel one-shot that takes place before the movie of Coulson on his way to Thor's hammer. It's called A Funny Thing mm. Happens on the Way to Thor's Hammer. It it's is all great. you, Mike. All Go you. For it, Mike. Go uh, for it. Coulson stops to get gas on his way to New Mexico, and while he's in this gas station, a couple of guys try to rob it, and basically he just goes uh he's kind of whips their ass real quick like it's it's very it's a very Matrix nothing <laughs> kicks their ass. he jumps and like kicks off the aisle and kicks him in the head like you gotta yeah. add he thinks he's neil <laughs> i place it more like john wick but still it is such a good it's so good i've actually wrote down because i saw that before watching iron man 2 <laughs> no before we recorded iron man 2 i'm looking i'm like this be my, this might be my favorite scene of iron man 2 this <laughs> is so good i love it I read that they filmed or they had planned to do that and the consultant like back to back and they filmed a funny thing happens first. And I guess it spent 80 percent of the budget. And that's why the consultant is just Coulson and uh, Sitwell just sitting in the dark in the cafe oh. or whatever. <laughs> they blew all our budget already. Wow. How funny. <laughs> OK. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that scene is so great. I'm super. Yeah. Super yeah. Great. It has no bearing on this movie, but it, no, I feel like we should mention it. Indeed, indeed, it's it, it links up to New Mexico when he arrives. So yeah, I think it fits. <laughs> but yeah, so after that, after the uh, good old boys, uh, drunken as I wrote, <laughs> good old boys drunkenly trying to pull a interstellar object out of the ground. Um, yeah, and then oh, and then you, you get Thor's. You get Padme's house for the first time. First, okay, first their our house is cool, but is that? Like it, it looks like it used to be a diner that they converted into a house or something. It does. It does. It, it is. It's like a dwelling uh, that it, used to be a diner, which is, which is, I guess, fine. That's oh. the. Go ahead. And there's a scene when they're coming into the town. I didn't notice until I pulled up my thing. There's a billboard that says the land of enchantment, which they claim will prompt visitors to journey into mystery, which is the first comic he, he was ever in. Comic oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah, I catch that. Yeah, very cool. And of course, when they're in the house, that's when you get the Hemsworth moment when he walks in all oh, yeah. straight, yeah, that's straight after, from the shower. That's after they go to the hospital, run into him again. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And then he goes to the house 
and then you get you get to where now because she saw in the in the picture she took take when he first came down in the first five minutes of this movie and that's where she sees somebody came through and then she wants thor because she's like okay he knows what's going on we need to ask him questions so that gets us up to and then when you have half naked thor yeah which is uh hey listen and then she gives him the shirt with donald blake written on the tag yeah which get that reference which is the original identity of Thor in the comics. Yep. Oh, okay. really? I don't yes. know any of these things. I'm just I've read some of this early Avenger stuff where he's in it. Thor is like an old man who's a doctor at first. That's why it's Dr. Blake. Mm-hmm. And he has to lift his cane up in the air and say something like he's a Thundercats. And then he turns into Thor. Oh, he's Shazam. It's <laughs> <bad>. Essentially. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of being a young boy, he's an old man, though. Oh, it's, it's not good. I I I tried reading early Avenger comics, never again. <laughs> so yeah, that I, I caught that. I told my wife, and she's like, "Okay, that's nice." She yep. didn't seem to care. Yeah, but no. Thor on Earth is very fun. He's again, like I said, he's just a lot of fun. Um, getting used to smashing the coffee cups, you know, when he wants another. This be- be- this beverage is delicious. Smash. Bring me another. <laughs> I, I had told myself I was going to make a joke like that when we were watching the movie and I was going to take my beer and slam it on the ground and tell my wife to bring me another just to just right to go along the movie. I didn't know. Um, <laughs> courage was not there. But All of a sudden. I, I, I thought. Yes. Yeah, states away. You just states away. You hear the faint sound of smacking. And <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have. There would have been no beer coming from the fridge. No. No. <laughs> it's less fun when you have to clean up the broken glass yourself. Yeah, I wouldn't have broken. It. I just wanted to slam it and just make the noise and be like, "Bring me another." But I, 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 I thought about it. I thought about it. Then I, the part came. I drank my beer quietly and did not say anything. A wise, a wise man. A wise man. Yes. <laughs> she would not have approved. Yeah, she so would not have this, the joke. Sorry. After this, we get to Asgard. We're back. We're back in the castle. Where the uh, the good bros are bemoaning the loss of their friend. <laughs> I can't write them. They're good bros because they're they're Thor's good bros and one lady. So I I can't completely say good bros. And now we're on Loki doing the sneaky stuff. He's, well, first you have you have Loki who because I think we I think we might have skipped over this during the fight with um in Jotunheim when he gets grabbed by one of the frost giant, he starts to turn blue. That's when he realizes he's not an Asgardian. He's a frost giant. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. We did and miss that. After we... such a big part in this movie. And this is also, he goes to the casket, picks up the casket and starts to turn blue because the casket is cold. And I guess when you're cold, you turn blue if you're a frost giant. Yeah. And, I mean, I felt like it because my wife had asked me too, like, why, why, what's happening here? Like, I'm like, I think it's an enchantment they put on him to make him look like an Asgardian, and then the then the cold is able to revert him back to his frost giant true nature. That's all I took it. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, and this is the the point where we uh, find out he's adopted. He gives that big dramatic tell me, which is uh, yeah, Shakespeare thing. Yep, that makes a lot more sense now. Yep. Because yep. it is really loud and it is really big and it it felt. I mean, I didn't. It didn't bother me because it fit to me. It fit the character, but it right. makes sense after what you said. Yeah, and the, and that's. I think that's one of the big reasons why people were were cool on this when it first came out. I mean, again, I I dig that. So for me, it wasn't wasn't a problem at all. It's just from an acting standpoint. Again, it's a it's a rain rain it in kind of moment, and I, I never want to has a moment like that in this movie. But um, yeah, I dig this, you know, and. Uh, Odin collapses, and it's a very big dramatic moment when he finds out he is adopted. And evidently, this turns him super duper evil because at first he was just sneaky, 
But now he's <laughs> like, well, screw that. Now, here's a question, though. Do you think this was a catalyst for him to start really saying, okay, I'm going to take over? Or was this the plan all along? Like, why did he, why did he get the Frost Giants involved if he well, didn't realize he was a Frost I, person? Right. I feel he brings the Frost Giants in because, he's, as he even says later on in this movie, I wanted to ruin Thor's big day. I feel that it was kind of like he was going to let a few in to show that he could do it, that he had the power, he had the intelligence to sneak them in. But he never planned – and he also planned Thor to get rid of Thor, to make Thor look like an idiot, which – he does. And I, I felt that's what they were going, like, that's what Loki was going for. But as the as the movie progresses and he finds out, I'm, that's not my father. That fucker kidnapped me. Everything changes. Yep. Everything goes from, I just want to screw over my brother to, wait a second, you yes. bastards. Like, screw all you. Everything yeah. changes. Cool. And I am going to make a quick reference to a show that none of you have ever seen, I'm sure. But the Australian listeners might know what I'm talking about. We have some. Um, there's a show McCloud's daughter that is Australian drama that I've seen seven seasons of over 200 episodes. I don't know why. And they have a part where one of the, the, the girl finds out that her mother is not her mother and she runs off and gets hurt. And it reminded me of this. Well, she runs off in a car, drives a car into a tree and ends up becoming paralyzed somehow, even though I don't think that's how that works. And then gets better after an angel visits. But hey, it's, a, it's an Australian drama called McCloud's daughter. It's on Amazon Prime. Go watch it. All right. <laughs> so <All> I, right. <laughs> my wife became obsessed with it and i ended up watching way too much of it like this is stupid the next thing i know i'm sitting there actually paying attention to it so there you go yeah i like when that happens sometimes it's yeah. still stupid because like oh i swear every episode they're, they're they're running out of money for the farm like every single episode <laughs> but yeah enough of that so you were saying about thor please take over <laughs> Uh, so I was just gonna go. We're we're now back in back at Earth in the cafe with the smashing cup scene and all the the saucy gla- glances between uh, Padme and Mister Hemsworth <laughs> begin. That's when they start getting very uh, I, I like glancy. Oh, their relationship like their... doesn't work at all. I, I, I was okay with the love triangle. Hey, this is a better love triangle than her with Anakin. Okay, love triangles. Where who's the tri- where's the triangle? Darth Vader, Anakin. I don't oh, know. No, 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 no. I'm Maybe saying triangle this... is the wrong word. This is a better love story than her okay. and Anakin, okay? Like, in order for a triangle, you need a third. <laughs> it's just two, it's just two of those them. flat triangles. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I actually, <laughs> I have my notes later on. It's like, is this romance really earned? No, it is not. Hey, it's a hot guy, so girl with no boyfriend, and it's a movie. So it's just how it happens, I guess. Yeah. No, it's not earned at all. <laughs> <laughs> well hey. done, Mike. After what she went through story. in her last set of movies, I'm okay with her falling in love with a guy who doesn't want to kill children. So, you know yeah, what? Well, fair, fair, fair. <laughs> but yeah, I, so at this, this is the point where they start giving themselves the saucy glances. I can't – sure, I'll, I'll get to this in a minute. But um, I'll, wait for, I'll wait for that point when he when, – when this basically um, – their relationship saves his life and makes him worthy again. Oh, shit. Why? So we're going to get there. But I mean, after this is the part where he finds out that the hammer is 50 miles west and he's about to go walk to head yeah. there. She starts to go after him. Her house gets raided, which I really like the scene when S.H.I.E.L.D. shows up. They raid in the house and the doctor, Selvig, makes a comment. He's like, uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. don't want to mess with them. I know a gamma scientist that S.H.I.E.L.D. raided them and mm-hmm. he was never heard from before again. And I just cracked up. Very I'm good. like, yeah, another yeah. reference that Hulk is in the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's here. Gamma scientist. Yeah, it was very good. And I mean, you just it's a cool scene. And then she's like, all my research is there and in this book. And they grab the book and throw it in the van. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that, that still cracks me up to this day. 
Like, it's still funny. And here's again the issue with this is that it's the idea is that we're supposed to be, oh, no, she's losing all her research. She didn't do anything with it. We never see her <laughs> do anything with all these computers. And we see her clicking see, on a keyboard once in a while. But this movie needs to be me. two and a half hours. And I never. This part bothered me, but it bothered you for some reason. It's almost it as if you were upset you didn't get smart people doing smart things. No, it's not. <laughs> it didn't bother me so much during the moment of it. But it just a lot of this movie towards the middle here is very flat. And just kind of going through the motions for me. Yeah, it's just kind of moving the story along. So it none of this really interests me. So it didn't it didn't kill the movie for me. But again, it's another example of why this character doesn't work, and why I really think, although I really like Natalie Portman, I think she's a fine actress. It's just does it's not none of this is working in the way that it's supposed to work. Okay, I can give you that. And then I want to say, and this is also when you find out because Odin's in the deep sleep, and this is when Loki is the king. Yeah, I did like <laughs> sit on the throne because it just again there's that Shakespearean thing there. Here's the brother sitting on the throne with the staff. He's king in the, you know, and it's like yup. <laughs> he it was it it does feel very Shakespearean. They, the brother that shouldn't have been king becomes king, and it it looks cool. Yeah, yeah, very into it. Right. Everyone's you know fit like kneeling a little bit. Like his good bros are like, <laughs> um, okay, I guess you're king now. But they understand if it, that's what it is, that's what it is. Like we, we're loyal to the king. And of course, the the female friend is like a little more like, no, I don't. And think- I want to say it's the roof part where you start having because I I have the roof on here where. They start. I want to say they start getting closer. Or no, that's after the bar scene. Never mind. I'm I'm skipping ahead. Yeah, we're we're back on Earth again. It's where he goes to the, the pet library. Shop. Oh, the pet oh, shop yeah, in yeah. the library right. kind of happened at the same time. Pet shop is hilarious. We're like, I need a horse. So a good. Horse. Oh, that's Cats very funny. Yep. Well, what can I ride? Give me one of those big enough to ride. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I had a good laugh at that one. That was very funny. Good scene. It's just he's trying to get to meow meow. He's got a, okay. I do love how she can't. I think she changes how she says it too multiple times throughout this movie. Uh, I feel like it's still meow meow because I think she says it again in Dark World. Okay, I like I like that how she doesn't try to say more. Mo- mo- ah, fuck it, meow meow. It, it works. <laughs> it's a hard word to say apparently. Yeah, it's more, either, huh? more uh comic relief. Yeah, it works. Mjolnir. Mojir, right? more near, more near, uh, meow meow. That's what we call from now on. Meow meow. So, and I also didn't in the library when he, I, I do like that when Eric's like, here, the guy's insane. Here, look, I'll, you know, he grabs one of these books and he's like, you see, Thor and Odin, all these, these are all fairy tales that were told to me when I was a kid because he's, I think, Scandinavian. He's supposed to be or something. It's from that Norway, that area. Yeah, Norwegian. Yeah, and I like that. And I also, there's also a reference in that book in the picture of Odin. He's holding the tesseract. Yeah. Oh, very good. Catch that. I didn't. Uh, my comic coming soon.net caught it for me if I'm looking <laughs> this up. No, I actually did. I actually did catch that. It was, it was pretty I neat. Did. Nice. Yeah. I, I, I like all that. Like, I like the library scene, the pet store scene. I like it when you have, you know, her go in the van. And she's like, hey, I'll take you. I probably shouldn't do this, but I hope you're not crazy. Like, I, I like that. <laughs> I like how he's like, I'll show you once I get my hammer. And I'll show you once you'll have your, like, you know, he's still he's still full of himself, but he's calming down because, again, the woman is 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 changing his heart or something like that. You know, whatever the hell that phrase I want to say is that I'm making fun of. Uh, I think that's whipped. Well, it's not whipped I'm looking for, but that is a phrase that some people would use, yes. Not me, but some people, yes. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, there's a, and there's, a, the, there's a cool scene. There's a couple of really cool scenes here. I actually like that when Natalie Portman picks him up and and because I can't I can believe she's interested in him. 
I can't believe that. Like, I, I lost all my research. You're the only link I have to something I've worked my life towards. All right, I'm just going to go on this crazy journey. And what else have I got to lose? I cynically thought, <laughs> I cynically, this is not correct. But I cynically thought her reasoning was, yeah, you're fascinating. And I can't get your abs out of my head. So <laughs> I mean, let's go take a 50 mile drive. That's accurate. not, that's not like what it was. Well, I think there's a piece of it, right? Um, but uh, yeah, I think there's a piece of it, but. No, she she definitely finds them interesting. There is one scene on top of the, when they're on top of their uh, on top of their not the library, I guess on top of their diner, right? They're all sitting there yeah. forlorn. They lost all their stuff. And um, oh, what's her name? And uh, Darcy, right? And Darcy mentions her iPad iPod three times. <laughs> Remember how I was saying I'm yeah. always eye full of uh, product placement. You say something three times within three lines, you, sir, are trying to place a product on me. <laughs> well, I can't prove it, but that's that's what I think. Hey, so, you can't go buy an iPod anymore, so it's okay, right? Yeah, no, it's, it's completely lost to me. <laughs> it's, At least Jane snaps at her, so you shut up about your damn iPod. Yeah, I, I, I can't believe they took my iPod. Shut up about your iPod. I just had 30 new songs. 30 new songs. <laughs> Whopping. I want to be like this day, I'd be like, fuck the iPod. I'd be like, oh, I got it. I'll just get a new phone and download Spotify. Yep. We're all good. I looked up my account. We're all good. No very cute. Very old technology, which is which is neat. And uh, yeah, how many songs hey, you can fit on iPod? What 2011, iPod 2011. iPods were a big deal. I used to work at Target. They were a big deal. We had them in a lot of cases, except for Black Friday when some idiot unlocked the cases and they all and a bunch of them disappeared. But hey. Ooh, really? Wow. Okay. Well, me. Oh. Yeah, some one of when I worked at Target back around that time, maybe not 2011, but in that time, somebody unlocked the case on Black Friday so people could easily, you know, get the iPods and you know, and they they were right, they easily got those iPods very easily. We had a big death. Nice. Yeah, you could get. <laughs> I don't remember that surprisingly, it came back in my head. You could get your hands on a Nano and a Touch in 2011. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> All right. And then in my notes, I have Odin tired. I can't remember. I think it's just Loki sitting in the room and they're like, I don't know if he's going to wake up again. Oh, no. Like that whole scene. Yeah, he's in a coma or something or in yeah. like a stasis. I mean, I know it's from the books, the whole thing where he gets tired and you have to go to the Odin sleep. Like, I know that's from that. But yeah, it was a little. It just, yeah. Again, more move the more move the movie forward. You know, put Odin out of there because otherwise Odin could you know stop Loki. So you gotta you gotta do something with Odin. So it, I understood. But then we get to I, I really like the scene when Thor when they when when Jane Foster and Thor get to the camp and it looks like it's like they built a little city. This ain't no satellite crash. Of course it doesn't. And that scene is cool. Like I really like the scene when you and, and he goes from Thor and he becomes solid Thor and he goes he there did. and he starts espionage. Yep, that's exactly what I was thinking. It was like Metal Gear Thor. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is a nice side of this is a nice side of Thor. I like this being crafty, right? He has yeah, to kind of sneak around. Out, he takes out the guards. He puts yeah. on the on the raincoat and he's sneaking around. And then and again, you have like you were saying before the video game thing. He's fighting a couple minions and then he gets to the yep. end where the hammer is. You got the boss fight, the big bad. Yeah, <laughs> it was fun. I really dug it. I, I I enjoyed it. Thoroughly, and then you get we get our first uh, Hawkeye um, yes. sighting in the yeah. He has a whole lot to do, sadly. Nope, yeah. he pulls back a bow and he puts it away. I was a big fan of Hawkeye, like because of the Captain America Avengers game. Oh yeah, that came out <laughs> a long time ago. So see episode sixteen for more about that. And <laughs> that's what we covered in the show. And I. I when, I when I when I first saw the scene, I'm like, <gasps> when he grabs the bowl, and I'm like, Barton, and I knew exactly who it was, and I'm like, it's Hawkeye. I never say Hawkeye, but it's Hawkeye. Yeah, and he doesn't do anything, which is kind of a letdown, a bit yeah. of a waste. 
He's got a few one-liners. That's about it. Doesn't do a whole lot of weeks coming up, and that we'll be talking about soon anyway. So no, very true. But it's cool to see him. It was, it was, it was a cool, cool to see him, and I just liked him to see him. I would like to see him, you know, maybe shoot a couple of arrows, maybe knock down some things, you know, I don't know, cause a cause a a tent to drop, or you know, like a sheet to drop from the, from yeah, the plastic sheeting. They, they could have had. It could have had him shooting, like shooting and yeah, missing shoot. and trying to like interfere, not just, yes. what should I do, boss? What should I do? Because I you can know. put this in his head, no problem, and that's the end of the MCU. <laughs> you know, just do so, and Coulson being like, stop him. But I, I do also understand Coulson's, um, Coulson wanted to see him, see if he could actually pull out that hammer. Like, he's like, I want to see if he could. And that's that was an interesting thing. Yeah, maybe lead him towards it, you know, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. If that's the case, why did you bring your minions at him to stop him? I don't know. It was. It's fine. Yeah. It was very I, I enjoyed this fight scene, but yeah, I agree with you. We also got a first look at Sitwell that was across from Coulson and the consultant. We see more of him in later movies, but this is the, his first in movie appearance. Cool. I, I didn't. I didn't notice that. He's also an Avengers, too. <clears throat> yeah. And then uh, Thor fails to pick up the hammer, and I have in my notes that his scream to the sky is slightly better than Ivan Vanko's in Iron Man 2. Slightly. <laughs> slightly. <laughs> slightly. Marginally. He was just trying to do a Nordic scream as opposed to a Russian one. It's probably unworthy Thor at this point. And this is a great right. moment. I like this. I like this. The staging of this. I like the drama, the, the rain and the mud and the dirt signifying just a low point. And I, this is the scene that breaks him. That completely just breaks him. Uh, he's he's despondent. He's I'm never returning. I am no longer worthy of this the hammer that I was given. This is the this is the point, and I really yeah I really dig this. Um, this gets to the point where he is just broken, and um, it's a cool moment when you you've seen what he can do and what he's been reduced to, and that's very very cool thematically, and it's pretty much the middle of the movie, so yeah. it's the right spot too. So it's it's all good like you have the part where they're interrogating thor and he just won't you know they're like i haven't seen a man only someone that's trained could do something like this like that that was all cool and my wife watching she brought up that his fighting style she thought fit too like the way he's fighting all the guards and everything you know kind of fit the the kind of you know it wasn't trying to think what i want to say here uh like it just fit who he was like as a warrior not you know like a special forces or something yeah totally no it was it was very effective and then this is when you have Loki lying again, which, again, this is I mean, that's like you were saying. This is also a scene that really breaks him, too, even more is first he's unworthy. And then Loki comes to him and says, father, die because he couldn't handle what you did. And and he banished you and you can't come back for because we have to have peace with the with Frost Giants. And I and again, this also shows him being more and more evil and more and more getting his plan that he's trying to put in motion. Yeah. And, and his mother hates him and doesn't want him back. And we've taken your room and we've given it to somebody else and we <laughs> ate your dog and you're like damn man like seriously I didn't think about all that but you <laughs> good god Loki it's all about laying it on thick but yeah he's Loki. He's, he's lost yeah, it's fine no I'm super uh, meets um, yeah, matches his character and now again he's just he has zero fucks to give all of them gone so that's the end of that <laughs> It was cool. And then the whole, like, and then I like it when he's being interrogated and they're like, you have a, vi he has a visitor and it's so big, like, yeah, he, he was upset. You took all his research. He had a little bit too much to drink. And, and as they're pulling up the fake guy, they're like, you know, you pull up the ID. It's like fake, fake, fake. <laughs> Why does Coulson let them go? To see what happens. I guess. Right. I guess. I mean, so 
I guess they just since the interrogation didn't bear any fruit, it's like he's not gonna talk. We'll just let's we'll follow him. Yeah, I guess so let's just see him interact in the world and see what happens. It was it was very interesting. I I th- I just was sitting there thinking like this shouldn't work, but it's working, <laughs> and uh, obviously it uh, it doesn't. So, but yeah, no, it does work actually. So because then him him and Mister uh, Skarsgård gets to go drinking, which is <laughs> one of my favorite scenes, and that's a big and this is. This is for me the turn where where Thor realizes, wow, I've been an ass. I haven't appreciated the things I've been given. I've ruined it. I've lost everything because he doesn't think he's going back. He's like, there's no chance now. Nobody wants me back. Dad's dead. Loki's on the throne. I mean, it really starts to redeem him, too. Yes, and it does. And we like him as a character because he is extremely charming. He is extremely handsome. He is he has a bit of kindness to him. He's uh, he treats the ladies in in on earth with respect and humility and like civility because that's probably how he was he grew up that way probably right you know, my lady and you know kissing yeah. hands and all that I sort of thing so you we've already seen a softer side of him but we haven't seen a broken and now he's broken and he's realizing damn it i just i blew it and in that and that moment is a very um substantial one that's the big moment for me that where he now makes his um his hero turn and becomes he starts becoming more of the hero. It's not when he starts smooching with Natalie Portman <laughs> because <laughs> hooking up it with a rebound. Yeah, hooking up with a rebound is not it's not how you gain your power of Thor back. I'm sorry. I don't see how that possibly happened. But we'll get there. <laughs> but this is cool. And he's drinking, he's he's chugging back a beer with uh, a boiler maker with uh with Skarsgard. Good times. And uh, you know he's probably a fun drinking partner because no matter what you do, you are probably under the table. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a cool scene. It 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 really starts like I like some of these middle scenes where they start kind of you know they're continuing building the movie and they're making you feel for Thor and they're showing that he's growing as a character. Like I I like all of this. And then you oh, have yeah. Loki when you look and Loki as he visits the Frost Kingdom again and says, hey, come kill Odin and I'll be king. And, then, and they're like, why don't you do it yourself? Well, they probably won't approve of the king killing his predecessor. It's <laughs> pretty good. And pretty good. I, again, also more character building, more character building of Loki showing Loki, you know, going more to the dark side. But at the same time, as you find out a little bit later, it's all another ploy. He's lying to them, too. He's lying to everyone to kind of suit his needs, which, again, is Loki in the comics and everything, which I love. Yeah. And Mike, what what did you have on uh on that bit? When you uh, go back to the Frost Planet and all that. Yeah, not much. Just the only thing I have in my notes on this scene is that drunk Selvig was a lot more fun than drunk Stark was. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yes, yes, that's he a good is. point. Ex- exceptional yeah. point. I I um I like this again because this is now showing him being crafty and clever, and also showing you know what he'd probably be a pretty good king. He'd actually be pretty good at it because he is extremely smart. He's conniving in a bad way, right? Like he would take Asgard down to a a bad road. But as far as effectiveness, he's he's capable. That's the word I'm looking for. He's capable. He he wouldn't do things for the people, though. He'd do everything for himself to give himself more power. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. We've seen how that works in real life. This Mm -hmm. is true. Fair point. I just he's very capable. Like he's he's got the. Yeah, he's got skills. Whether or not he uses it for good or for ill is a, is a different story. But again, capable people are are, are fun to watch. Agreed. Yeah, good point, though. Good point. And he probably would be he probably would be terrible. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't mention it, but throughout this part, you have with the warrior sitting in their bonfire talking about how they want to go rescue Thor, 
And when they go to Loki and he and they find out Odin's in the sleep, and then they go to Heimdall, and Heimdall's like, "Well, due to my, I cannot let you go." And he just walks away <laughs> to let them go. It's like, you would betray your king? Yes. Good. And this walks off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I, Very good. I again, Idris Elba being awesome. Like I, that was that was cool part. So is that? But is that after the um, when? Because I think that's that's not. I think that's after when. Um, when Thor returns a hammered Skarsgård to uh, to the to the uh, tent to the mm-hmm. yeah, because we're leading up to the big romantic moment between and a revolution a revelatory moment between Portman and Mister Hemsworth. So uh, we already yeah. passed. Up, are you talking about the rough scene when they do that whole part? No, no, because this is the scene where they uh, where Thor returns a completely hammered Skarsgård. Because they oh just yeah, had a, then you because they had, had a rough love scene. Yeah, and then they had the they had the the, the father like almost like a father son scene almost. I when I was watching that bit, I was like, ooh, this is kind of like he he's kind of latching on to a new dad almost. Like my dad's dead, and he's looking for that kind of guidance, you know, a little mentor kind of thing, a little bit. Uh, but yeah, this leads into um, the scene where Natalie Portman discovers and gets the story of the nine realms and all the stuff she needed to know. Yeah, because yeah, he he steals back her research notes from from yeah. the shield. Correct. Case. I forgot about that. Right. Correct. And this is kind of where they they the romance is is completely cemented. They don't kiss yet, obviously, but they this is definitely cemented and it's very much so not earned. And I know, Mike, you have that in your notes. So well, I'm going to let you uh, dine on that a bit. I don't really have a whole lot to say. It's just it's everything. Everything in this movie just kind of feels rushed. Like they're just trying to fit everything into these two hours and it's like all over the place and just nothing feels like it's super earned. Correct. None more so than this. Yeah, and the reason it's not it's earned is a. I agree with you. I never lobby for movies to be longer, but this needs to be two and a half hours or two twenty. If you really want to develop this uh, relationship, I know this relationship is in the comics, and that, that's correct, right? This is his. Right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's why you had to do it. I would have loved, and again, you can't do this because of the source material. How come they can't just be partners? How can they just just be, you know, like, hey, we're gonna figure this out together? He respects her for his intelligent, her intelligence. She sees him as a way to learn something she's never discovered before, and they just kind of figure things out together. I I would much rather dig that than this love affair that comes out of kind of nowhere, other than the fact that she's attracted to him. She's really attracted to him. How could you blame her? He's a charming, charming Norse god. So, hey, of course, I don't blame you at all. But it doesn't doesn't ring true. There's no there's nothing that happens in the movie that shows him and her connecting on a deeper level other than goofy, goofy giggles as she fumbles with her plates (laughs) in the trailer and the occasional sly look, you know, like. I'm sorry, but it, honestly, I don't mean to sound this way. It's almost like he's a re- – I actually buy that, right? She had just broken up with her boyfriend. You know, a sexy man comes in. She's probably hot for him, which is fine. I'm OK, cool. But the fact that this turns him from a – turns him into the – makes him worthy again for the interstellar hammer, I just don't get it. And it's not earned. It's just there because my wife was also said the exact, said the exact same thing. She's like, this makes no sense. It's not – why are they in love? I haven't seen why yet. And she had never seen this movie. So she's seen others, but other MCUs, but not this one. So I, it, it is a very bad scene that's hammered in because we need a love story. We need a way for Thor to regain his a, a catalyst for him to regain his worthiness to wield the hammer again and wear the suit. So I don't know. I think it's a really, really lame scene and uh, shame. 
It's a shame because she's a good actress. <laughs> yeah, she is. But hey, it's not the first time she's been paired with you know bad with a bad love scene. So, hey. <laughs> I'm gonna keep bringing that up all the time. Every time we've mentioned these. Hey, movies, listen, so. there are reasons for failure, and uh, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> I really, really hated Attack of Clones, but that's neither here. And I do like it when all the warriors show up at Padme's house, and then and that because they because they make a reference like we just need some concrete proof, and all of a sudden there they are at the door knocking on the door, and right before this part which I forgot about when they're coming to the town, you have um, <laughs> shield one of the shield agents. She's like, we just have Xena. Yes. Jackie Zena. Chan and Robin Hood. Yeah. <laughs> so might be racist. <laughs> I know. Robin Hood. Yeah, and Jackie Chan racist. But it, it was so funny. <laughs> it was a very funny reference. I, I think I think I wrote down, like, everyone's in town for a cosplay convention, you know, or a renaissance yeah. fair. That might have been a line. I don't remember, but yeah, I think it, it was. Is there a Renaissance fair going on? Yeah, Renaissance. That was it. Everyone's in a, going to a cosplay. Very funny. Very cool. The again, fish out of water. They greet him with like the with like an Asgardian greet. And, and everyone's looking at him like, okay, okay, crazy uh, spaceman. But it's good. I love it. What follows? Not so much. <laughs> well, you kind of have things going back and forth. Like you have the scene where then it then it then it runs back to the stuff with Heimdall, where Loki says what he did, and I'm and then Heimdall. Well, since I'm not a, I'm not your you know you're not my king, then he tries to kill him, which is awesome as hell. He just freezes as that sword's getting closer and closer to his head to slice him off, and I'm just like, oh, this is still cool. Yeah, very good, very good. I mean, but then you kind of get into like the final act. Well, the, the I would say with the final third of this movie, let's say, or so, or, or quarter. Yeah, yeah, we're back. yeah quarter. quarter. Quarter, yeah. Where you have the destroyer comes, you know, he sends a destroyer to kill Thor in the town. And then you have, you know, where he just starts. I, I do love that part when the destroyer comes down and then they're like, is this one of Starks? He's like, you don't <laughs> tell me anything. That's and funny. That, Very good. Yeah, that was good. Yep. That, that made me chuckle and then it just starts destroying everything in its path with the, and the cars like that was all very cool I, I was okay with that yeah I like the destroyer he's got some pretty cool I, effects I, about him I like that fight scene too when the warriors are trying to fight Thor and you have all that going on like I thought that was just I, I enjoyed all of it like it made sense to me that they're I mean because they're not Yes, they're they're more powerful, but they still can't take on like this something that's kind of like a mystical type artifact that you can't really kill exactly mm-hmm. unless you apparently throw it up in a tornado. But what's cool, like I enjoyed all that. I enjoyed the part where Sif distracts it, jumps off the roof, stabs it through the head. Like all that just that's made great. me yeah, smile. Yeah, like cheer. Ro- it like rotates around and shoot at her. That part yeah, was very neat. awesome. Yes, that was the best part of that whole sequence is when she goes down and, sh- and stabs mm-hmm. him through the mouth or the head. Yeah, he has that like twist around, which is cool. Um, here's my favorite scene. Sacrificial Thor. Well, let me, if I, if I may just swing back a little bit to the Godzilla, um, you know, metal Godzilla (laughs) going in, destroying everything in his wake. I didn't think of that. That's good. My wife had a very funny comment. She's like, how many people in this town? Like 20? Like just (laughs) evacuated the town. Well, you know, about 30 people. So which was very funny. I don't, again, it seemed very slow in plotting. It just kind of had a had a rhythm to it that that was just kind of slow and a little boring the explosions just didn't just didn't do it for me i don't think he's a the guy was a terribly good you know villain because you know it was going to happen he was going to turn back into thor and make mincemeat out of him so the stakes were pretty low the only thing i was n- nervous about movie wise is if one of the warriors were going to die or get seriously injured yeah it just didn't work for me it just the pacing was weird the pacing was kind of slow and plotting it didn't have um really energy or life to it and i guess maybe i'm just 
just too used to the to the new Marvel movies, which have pacing and choreography and a lot of kinetic kinetic energy to it. This one just seemed kind of like a classic old school Marvel end boss to make you know to not an end boss but you know mid boss basically. Yeah, just a, <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of dragged along and it kind of did its thing, and then of course we get to the uh, sacrifice, the very 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 long sacrifice. It's his plan, though. He says, I have a plan. Yes. This is sure is a plan, I guess. Well, I guess he figured him dying would save everybody else because that's what the the big robot was there to do. So I guess that's what the (laughs) plan was. Well, I'm just going to sacrifice myself so so y'all can be can live in your broken town. So, but again, I I can. I I like the sacrificial. I, I thought it was cool that he gets he gets up there. He gets he gets he doesn't even get blasted. He gets bitch slapped is the best way to put it. Backhanded slap by the by the monster after that. And he just die, he pretty much pretty much dies. Like, that's what the way I took it. That's what happened. He's about to die as immortal because essentially, yeah, that would have killed the mortal. You if someone hits you with a giant metal arm and you go flying that far, you're not going to be OK. You're going to have a concussion. And was Loki controlling that? from Asgard or was it yes. to have its own it yeah. was right okay. I think that's yeah, it's, it's supposed to be him controlling it he like you know yeah it's all him gotcha so it's him fucking up Thor and it, it's a I mean it made sense to me like the idea you know he thought Loki just wanted to stop him that if he talks to him if he does this he can reason with him he can you know I don't think he meant to die exactly but as him putting his life in jeopardy is what is what I fall is what I see as him being worthy because he put his life he put others above his own life in a, in a sense. Yeah, I wouldn't and say exactly the love story. Maybe that that made him worthy. <laughs> yeah, I know it was, you don't it agree was a, with me. It's fine. No, I do. I, the sacrifice was is the final is the final thing that that kind of cements him as a sacrificial hero and he can he's, and that's a sign of a leader a leader will always sacrifice himself or herself over others so yeah okay i mean that, that's fine in retrospect it's just the again the catalyst and of that moving forward is is jane and by this time i now realize her name was jane and i didn't know that at all so i was like <laughs> you didn't know I her name start, was jane foster I, no i had no idea so I, at that point i realized her name was jane i'm like oh okay cool now i know now i know um <laughs> Yeah, I I think you you're probably right. You're probably right that this is the moment. Of course, this is the moment. Of course, when he gets his this is his major redemption moment because he sacrificed himself and he's like, I don't care, kill me. So they're gonna go away because I know Loki doesn't isn't gonna slaughter everybody anyway. And but I, but the the romance is kind of the burning catalyst that moves this forward, and that romance is what's not earned. So I think you could have done this with a partnership and friendship and connections personally with these people and not had that at all. And still had this moment of sacrifice, which is actually fine. You know, I don't, I, I, I'm never a big fan of the long pretended death scene, but whatever. That's a hand wave. Yeah, that, that's kind of where I, I land on that. I stalled out. I stalled out the show. I'm sorry. It's okay. I was doing yeah. other things, uh, but I, I, and then as I was saying, like he gets his. It's the fight with Destroyer is is awesome too. And again, I wrote in my notes I call it the Superman moment where he flies up in the sky with him. Or no, the Superman moments afterwards when he flies. I don't know yes. why I wrote Superman moment now. I wrote Superman moment for some. Oh, never mind. Okay, you have to fight with Destroyer. I just remembered why I wrote that. You have to fight with Destroyer. You have the tornado. I like all that. All that was badass. The Superman yeah. moment is after all that when he's going to try to go back to Asgard because he finds out that Loki lied to him, which we I forgot to say earlier. He grabs Jane Foster and then he goes flying with Jane Foster. And all I could think of was Superman. It might be yeah. because I have watched six seasons of Smallville in the last two months. That might have oh, something nice. to do with it. 
I'm not sure. Well done. Well done. No, 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 not with. No. Oh. <laughs> I know. I've never seen an episode again. TV is not my thing. That's okay. I, well, yeah. no, it's been more like four or five months, but I have. But that's. But in the last three months, I have watched way too much Smallville. <laughs> it's trying to finish it. It's it's not awful. It's not great. I, again, I've, I've never seen it. Um, okay. Yeah. Keep it that way. <laughs> you don't need to if you never have so uh mike what did you think of the final um the, not the final this the the thor versus destroyer um battle it's pretty cool i mean as far as spectacles go like it's over it's over pretty quick which yeah yeah again they're trying to cram everything into two hours but i did <laughs> like that uh thor like calls colson son of coal yeah <laughs> Which yeah, I think he does again in Avengers. That's that's a funny little thing because he's Odin's son. Yep, I I like I like this quite a bit. This is only the second. If I'm wrong, let me know. This is the only the second Thor thing we see in this entire movie, and it's been about an hour twenty hmm. since we've seen Thor do Thor things. Um, because this movie really, of course, is about his fall and his redemption, right? And that's fine. So I think that helps this scene a lot more. It is over very quickly. But I think this is the big catharsis moment of the viewer where you're like, yes, you get to watch Thor do Thor things because this is a comic book movie. And it's fun to watch our comic book heroes do comic book things, right? Yeah. So that, that's what I that's where I kind of placed this. And I thought it was fun, very fun. He's kicking the bejesus out of the destroyer. You know the destroyer is not going to be a threat. That's fine. We don't need threats right now. We just need to watch Thor doing <laughs> Thor things. And um, it's just cool. So, yeah, that very effective. Um, yeah, it was a little on the short side, but it would have been nonsensical to have it go any longer because that that creature was no match. So yeah, I mean, it's just meant to move the story along a little bit, give you a cool scene, sell some toys. Yeah, <laughs> an opportunity for Thor to beat on somebody because we haven't seen Thor beat on anybody really. Since, like an know, hour since Jotunheim. Jeez. right. You know, he, he Other beats than up the some shield guards. Yeah, yeah some shield guards. Which, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's not Thor doing Thor things. No, so. and then and then I do I do like the part where you have at the frost giants come to Odin and Loki's like, okay, they're about to kill Odin, and then he kills the frost giants anyway to, to show because you find out more of his plan is to save Odin. So he's the good son. He's, you know, even though he's setting everything up, it's like you crash everything on purpose just so you can be the one to put it back together. Yep. And so I, good. He does nonchalantly like... kills his actual father, his birth father. <laughs> yeah. Lofi? Lofi? Lofi or Lofi. Yeah. He's like, and he oh, knows it too. Like he knows yeah. that's his father at this point in the movie. He knows exactly that's dad. But dad left me to die. Yeah. So screw you, dad. Like screw all the dads. Yeah. <laughs> at, at this point, Loki is completely broken bad. So it's that's it. Like he's now that's it. And Reduce I I laugh my ass off at the part coming up when Thor comes back to Asgard and Loki shoots him out the window with the staff. Like I was laughing hard at that part. So good. Yeah, that was very great. I enjoyed that a lot. He cracked me up. Yep. <laughs> and then they end up on the Bifrost. This right. And you mean Rainbow Road? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. This is when Probably this is when Bifrost, Loki yeah. this is when Loki uses the Bifrost to basically destroy Jotunheim. Yeah, because they set is... up early that yeah. if they leave the Bifrost open, it'll like overwhelm the realm in energy and basically destroy it. 
So that's yep. his plan now. Which again is so outsized and big and monstrous. Like it's that that's a that's big. Like look, you know, hey, you've been hanging out in the castle, you want to get your way and get become king and you're fine, right? But blowing up an entire world is that's some mustache twirling villain stuff right there. I mean that's that's not necessary. Loki? His own <laughs> people, too. Yeah, yeah, his own people. Like, right. Yes, exactly. So. It'd be the, the last of the Frost Giants. Again, this is <laughs> last of the Frost Giants. It, this is, I think, the movie trying to big the biggest stakes it can at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Because a battle between you need a battle between Thor and Loki at this point because they're the brothers and this will resolve their you know, not resolve their brother issues, but at least for this film kind of resolve it and um you need stakes to expediate what's going to happen right you can't just have them slog against each other you need this other ticking time bomb running in the background right you have this clock running so it's good i think as as that kind of device it's perfectly fine um yeah giant stakes i don't know if i really care for the denizens and the poor women and children of jodenheim i haven't seen nothing there but monster creatures and ice yeah there's nothing to to care (laughs) And actually, there's a this go to. I didn't, go. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. I I didn't. I was in the same boat with you. I didn't care about them. No, I mean, but it's fine. And it's you know, and you know, um, of course, now good guy, good guy Thor is completely 180. Thanks to, I guess you know, almost suicide will do that. But um, completely 180, Thor is gone. 180. He's like, you can't destroy a, an entire civilization, entire planet. Uh, rewind about 45 minutes when Loki visits the uh, the Frost King. And he's bargaining with him, and he says, and you know, that way you can return your planet to its, looks around, former glory. <laughs> it's like <laughs> ice and cabbage. I did like that. It's very, very neat. So, uh, so I don't know. It was, it was fine. And then, you know, the, the final Thor and Loki face off, they, you know, smack each other a few times in the, uh, in the Bifrost, which is great. It's fine. That's yeah. yeah, fine. I mean, it doesn't do anything. The final I mean, little. I didn't oh, like sorry. it. Okay. Yeah. What was the, what was your, uh, problem with it just i mean it's it's a cool scene but i just to me it felt a little too long for some reason even though it's not very long in the first place hey it was better than abomination it was better than whiplash (laughs) so i will say that but it just didn't really it wasn't my favorite fight scene of this movie like those fights at least they're more closely matched as far as the combatants go like i feel like thor would just destroy loki without really trying that's i think that was part of what my problem was because he's never been shown to be a fighter. He's, he's crafty. He gets out of fighting with the hologram doppelgangers and whatnot. Like in toe-to-toe battle, I don't think he's stood a chance. Well, no, absolutely not. I mean, there was no – yeah, he had no chance. So he had to rely on his craftiness, which he does towards the end when he tricks when he tricks uh, Thor into uh, to trying to rescue him from the bridge. Because again, yeah. you know, Thor has learned to be a good boy and he turns around, you know, of course, and – you know, the 85 Lokis are there, which is like, oh, that's cool. He's using his craftiness uh, to his advantage. One of his powers, too, is to yeah. make clones of himself. Yep. So okay, sorry, I wasn't sure if you knew. <laughs> no, no, that's fair. I think we've seen this. Yeah, we think. Yeah, we've seen this with uh, in the original battle on Jotunheim when yep. uh, him and the good bros go down there and try to rough <laughs> some stuff up. So you have a small scene with it, but this is where you kind of yeah. see it go like full force. And I really this is this <laughs> this to me is really strange. I guess there was nothing else you could do because then the idea is, well, the hell with it. Let's just destroy the entire Bifrost to save the planet. Why like did 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 Loki have the the sword in already? Someone had to move that 
thing towards Jotunheim. I must have missed why why that was the last resort. They made it seem like Lorg, well, Thor couldn't get close <laughs> enough to uh, to pull the sword out or whatever. He like walks up to the the doorway and just kind of backs away from it. Right, because they have the magic the magic wind defeating the him, magic. even though he. Yeah. It was magic wind um, that he can't power through, even though he has the the, the hammer of unlimited power. <laughs> so he just, just, on the fact that he went through the mouth of a monster. He can't go through a strong breeze, but OK. <laughs> so so how did yeah, they say so, so he starts pounding the, the rainbow bridge, which bummed me out. Before I, that, though, yes, is after, at the end of the battle, he takes Mjolnir and sets it on Loki's chest. So, so yes, because <laughs> he can't get up. So like, hey, 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 Loke, would, would that kill him? Like, I, you, well, it's the same idea. Where in the movie you like Age of Ultron, the the the, the hammer doesn't fall through the table. It's the same idea that I guess if it's on the yeah. object, it doesn't destroy the object. It just sits there. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, that's that's an inanimate object though. If it's sitting on a person, does it count as lifting it? Yeah, I don't know. I would That's a good question. No. Is he? That's is he like move it? Maybe Thor has to like will that it's not that he purposely put it there. That's probably what it is. I mean, yeah, Thor. Thor is willing the hammer to not just smoosh him like a grape. So when he should be smooshed. Hey, you know what? Hey, Thor. I guess I could say that if your brother is is turned completely evil, I'd have a hard time smooshing him too. Yeah. But some, but some, <laughs> some dudes need to be smooshed. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, is, I mean, you have where, when they get done fighting after he breaks the bridge, they fall and everything's happening. It's when Thor and Loki end up falling off the bridge, and then you have you have like the classic movie moment. Yeah, Loki's holding on to something that Thor's holding on, and then Odin wakes up finally from his nap and grabs Thor. <laughs> And then you have them all holding each other and Loki something about Loki pretty much sacrifices himself, but he doesn't really. Cause I think he knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Or it's all he, a trick. They don't yeah. ever say, but. Well, yeah, no. It, Wait, it, it, they do ahead. say. Never mind. They, that is brought up in Avengers. I can't remember exactly, but it is brought up in Avengers. Well, it is. Well, because, again, to the to the viewer who, who doesn't know the movies coming up, it does look like he's he's done. Like Loki is yeah. gone. So it. For the viewer in this movie, Loki is gone. We obviously know that's not the case. Um, Odin, his, his alarm goes off. His phone goes off. He's like, oh, uh, time to wake up and save Odin. So old, old, old man nap is over. That's it. Uh, you know, uh, I go down. I try to go down for 30 minutes. I'm out for two hours. That's just what happens <laughs> these days. But uh, Loki yeah. says up to Yoden. Oh, my God. What's wrong with me? <laughs> says to Odin. So I could have I could have been great i could have done this and that one's just like no so that's i guess that's the final the final yeah. defiance against loki and he's like i'm done yeah just... so that was the end of it so rather than deal with it he kind of goes off i don't remember how he survives but i'm sure that comes up in thor 2 no nope. yeah as far it's as in the... avengers oh. yeah it was an event was avengers do with thanos so avengers is before thor 2 Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, next okay. movie is Captain America, then Avengers, then the best movie ever, Iron Man 3, oh. then <laughs> Thor Dark World. Okay, all right. So, But anyway, so that's kind of what happens there. And he, as far as we know, as viewers, he's gone. Uh, Thor and Odin are best buds again. Well, not best buds, but they are um, brother <laughs> and uh, brother. Jeez, it's been, two, it's been two hours. It's been two hours. <laughs> he's uh, father and son again. Their, their relationship has been renewed. Everyone sits around a big Nordic feast and big, eats big Nordic food. 
Um, cool. Get to see all the good bros hanging out, having a good time. Everyone's everyone's where they ought to be. I do like the scene where um, I think it is. I think it's Thor or no, it's the it's the the lady, I think, sees Thor's mom. Yeah. Yeah, and she kind of Sif, and she and her kind of exchange a sad glance, like, "Oh, yeah, you know, your son's dead." As I put, <laughs> um, "Sad Thor at Last Supper," as I as I call it, because whenever that's, I see a that's, table like that, that, all I can think of is the Last Supper <laughs> from the Bible. That's all I can ever think of. All right. Well, hey, listen, we were recording this around Easter. You know, Last Supper was Thursday, so yeah, that's that's how that kind of tracks, I think. But um, yeah, no, it's uh, yes, Last Supper is the day before Good Friday. Oh, a little trivia for you. That's the last time we asked. So that's a good way of putting it. But yeah, there's like a little bit of sadness there, which is appropriate. And Thor's got some sadness because his brother's dead. Like, sure, yeah, totally, you get that. And then uh, him and Thor, uh, him and Thor and Odin have the final glance. They say the final cliche line, which I think I wrote down. Where is it? You can cut this all out. Feasting and such. Odin and Thor chat. Admits to having much to learn. Dad, did I make you proud? And Odin goes, you already have. <laughs> but anyway. And, <laughs> and I put in my notes, because um, we, we had forgotten to mention because we didn't give a shit. When Thor is going back up to Asgard, he tells Padme, I'll be back. And they have a kissy moment that Bill was probably coughing into oh, his beer. Oh, yeah. At the time. So and, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I wrote in my notes, sad Padme, because he doesn't come back. Sad Padme. Sad Padme. Sadme. Sadme. Pretty good. There's a lot of Sadme. My wife and I, again, who both despise this relationship um, and we're rooting for it to end. He uh, we go um, when she when they had the final kiss. At first, he kisses her hand Uh and we both go, okay, okay, all right. Then he kisses her proper. (laughs) No, she goes in for it. It looked like Jane goes in for the kiss. Oh, is yeah, that's what it says in the quote, too. Jane goes in for the kiss. Okay. Well, hey, that's, hey, she's uh, on the rebound. Okay, hot guy with abs. She just couldn't help herself. Listen, he's nailing it even more. Is when Thor's all sad and Sif's like, he misses her. It's like, screw his brother that just died. He misses, he misses his girl on her. <laughs> yeah, I know. I didn't think about that, but you're not wrong. <laughs> it's true. You're right. It's that's what they see. The, the the relationship dominates too much, and I think that's what I that's what just popped in my brain. It yeah. dominates too much of the story. Um, and, and that and that romance. Like, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna. I will come back for you. And it's like, why? It's fine. Just and then you home. also have, um, as one of Bill's favorite moments, you have Padme trying to be smart, trying to search for Thor, and she's you know saying she's doing smart things that they're running around with, uh, looking right. for meow meow or whatever the hell they're doing in that very <laughs> end little scene just to tie to tie into later yeah. in the movies. Right. He he asks Heimdall if he can see her. He says that she's looking for him. And then it cuts. He gets a little smirk, and then it cuts to credits. Yeah. Like, oh, and this oh, is when man. you finally see the title of the movie. Thor is not that far away from this part. They never have the title of this movie until way near the end. Really? Mm-hmm. The title card is not show. I was watching it because I actually watch all the credits because on in Disney Plus, not like Netflix, I can't just see where the scenes are and just get right, right to where I want to go. Okay. I have to sit there and just wait. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> back, back in theaters. <laughs> So, yeah. Yes, it, it says it, ha- it finally has the, the title card like an, a normal movie would. And it also has a, a scene that says Thor will return in Avengers and, and a black screen with white text at the end. Yes, of this correct. As so the word staple. Yes. Which wait. So the title, like the word Thor doesn't appear as a title no. in the beginning or end credits. Nope, not until the end credits. There's a show up and, o- and only really and only when it's the black 
you know, the white text. Uh, the no, there's text. an actual title card. Okay, yeah, I thought I seen. Okay, it's okay. around that point. I gotcha. Unfortunately, gotcha. I'm not gonna be able to find it in the amount of time I give myself at the moment. But it is. It doesn't. I I was paying attention to it. And it didn't show up to that. I want to say it didn't show up to that very end. Yeah, movies do that. That's fine. I've, I've watched worked. many I'm, movies I'm okay. that, that do that at the end. They figured maybe you'd I'm wrong. Movie. Maybe it was in the beginning of the movie. I just wasn't paying attention. But <laughs> I don't think it was. That's all right. It doesn't it's all good. So, and then you, and then after I sat through the credits agonizingly because I had to, this is when you finally have the reference to the after credit scene, which is kind of leads into Avengers, where you have Doctor Selvig downstairs and in, inside a facility, which we will see later in this series. And you know Nick Fury's there, and he's like, "Hey, I brought you to show you this thing." They open a briefcase, and it's an item that you have no idea what it is yet because you have not seen Captain America because it has not come out yet. Right, and. You have a brief part when he's in a window where Loki says something and then Selvig repeats what Loki said. So it shows you that Loki is in Selvig's head somehow. And that's the thing he can. And well, so that's so I was going to ask that question. Is that a thing Loki can do, like control people? That is uh, he can only do that because of the Mind Stone. Yeah. Does he have a scepter in that shot? I don't. Yeah. But he gets. Uh, I'm going to kind of give a little brief history real quick in the MCU history or I'm, what I understand is after he falls down that in that hole, he goes somewhere. Thanos find Thanos helps him out. That's why he owes Thanos. That's why in Avengers he attacked because he owes Thanos for what happened. And Thanos gives him the staff to, to borrow the staff to help him take over Earth realm to help him. So that's what that was all about. Huh. I guess we'll get there in a couple of movies. Yeah, we'll get there. That's from what I understood. I want to give you the quick, brief part of it. This is our first our first look at one of the Infinity Stones, though, even though yep. we won't know that for a very, very long time. Correct. They Correct. were called Infinity Gems before they decided to call them Infinity Stones. Right, right, right. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, they weren't. In the comics, everything, they're always Infinity Gems. MCU yep. were like, oh, call them Stone. Nobody wants to use the word gem. Where are the gems? Where are the gems? All right, anything to say, uh, say before we go to shelf or box? I'm good. Nope. All right. You know what? So, we'll start with a positive note first. So I'll go first. This is going in, in the, on the shelf. I really liked this movie when I first saw it in 2011. I really liked this movie when I saw it four years ago, and I still really like this movie. I I was stayed entertained other than the fact that someone looks like someone took a bunch of Play-Doh and shoved it on Chris, Chris's face. I was okay. <laughs> And that's a nitpick. So it's not, okay. you know, it didn't hurt. It, it bothered me. Like something's wrong about his face. His eyebrows, something was wrong. But other than that, I enjoyed every part of the movie. I loved seeing Padme in this movie in, in, a, in a more healthy relationship. So I was okay. Like it was just, I enjoyed, I, I really enjoyed the movie. I love the mystic, mysticism. I love, I just really like this movie. It's not my favorite Thor movie because that is the third one, but it's a really good movie. It moves the MCU on a little bit. I definitely will recommend this going on the shelf, and I look forward to seeing it again in four years. How about you, fellow Mike? Maybe it's his hair that you have an issue with, because it seems it's like something. it's, it's tied back in later movies, right? Typically in the <laughs> ponytail. There, it's more than that. It, it's the face. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's going in the box for me. Like, even if I had that gray area like we talked about in the last episode with Iron Man 2, I think it's still in the box. It just It didn't capture me. Even the way that Iron Man 2 did, where I sat and watched through all, all of Iron Man 2, I wasn't on my phone, wasn't doing anything. This, I was on Facebook or like browsing IMDb to see who actors were. It just, uh, I don't know. It, it didn't grip me. I think it's too fantasy, which kind of 
sound stupid for a comic book movie that it could could be such a thing. But you're following Iron Man and Hulk, so I can I can yeah. buy that. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm gonna lean towards sci-fi given the option, so maybe that's just my personal preference. But yeah, it's gonna go. It's gonna go in the box. Okay. Yeah, and uh, for me, it's just going in the box as well. That should be no right. surprise to anybody <laughs> listening. Um, there's too many. For everything that's good, there's another thing that's wrong. Um, and a lot of the tent poles of this movie are a little rotten. So you have, you know, the tent poles being, you have your, you know, the romance. It doesn't work. You have your lead um, female character. She's not working. Um, you have all these different things that aren't working. This movie does look beautiful. Um, it has a, um, the action scenes when they're there. Um, think about it. You only only have two and a half really action scenes in this entire movie. Uh, if you look at it as this kind of Norse drama, then I think you'll enjoy it a lot more. If you look at it as like a traditional MCU movie, you're probably going to look like it a lot less. And even though I do like all that Shakespearean kind of that family drama, the uh, the backbiting and, and all of that sort of thing, uh, there's just too many. It takes too many punches um, to really stand up on its own. So it falls in the box. And um, okay. I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing it again probably another five years, but I won't be seeking it out anytime soon. Oh, I forgot to ask. Was this another one in the Blu-ray collection? No, no, I ha- no, it's not. I thought I owned it, but I guess I didn't like it that much when I first saw it because I didn't buy it. <laughs> so, um, no, this is actually this was on Amazon Prime for free. Oh, yeah, it was on, oh. which is good. I w- I didn't want to. I'm still waiting to see to get Disney Plus. I'm trying to hold <laughs> off as long as I can. And when I when I when I do get it, it'll be for the show. So, yeah, no, I, it's on Amazon Prime for free in 4K. 4k hdr so if you have the bandwidth to support that sort of uh, format and a tv as well and that's definitely the best way to do it hopefully still on amazon prime as the time of this when this is published finally this is a good point i'm lost in the timeline i i don't know <laughs> you're like loki like just making time stuff happen i don't know when things are airing. yeah I'd... <laughs> unless i get unless i get anxious and we get enough in, in in the can i will release some to a month but that's only if we get there which i don't know if we will or not at least not not in the early part we won't that's all right all right cool. i mean that's about i i was expecting maybe two shelves in one box but one one shelf two. hey we did better than iron man two iron man two was all three box for us yeah uh, it was that was a unanimous uh throw in the in the box which is also known as the garbage can i'm kidding it wasn't that bad but yeah no, that's the box way up on the shelf one. in the garage and you can't even remember where it is like where's iron man two i don't know did we <laughs> that's okay is it with the christmas lights i think last time we saw it yeah so <laughs> I think that, and that brings us about the rapid episode. We should. And the next movie we're going to be covering in the following month that you've been listening to this is going to be Captain America, the first Avenger. And they start feeling that they had to put more in the title and just the name of the character. I like how you said that in the tone of the Captain America, the Avengers game. Oh, I don't. <laughs> the Avengers. That wasn't on purpose, by the way. <laughs> that was completely by accident. I'm like, huh, you're right. I did. I didn't mean to. I was just saying it because that's how I say Captain America. But yeah, it was in the same tone. That's good stuff. I'm interested oh. to see how, how I how I like this um, now. I'm interested. I, I don't I remember being pretty cool on it. And actually, I used to do I've actually reviewed all these movies um, back when they were released. I was doing a lot of movie reviews. So I'm, I'm going to dig up those old those old word docs and see, huh, why don't I think <laughs> about that? And then cringe at my writing from 10 years ago, because I'm sure it's not good. 
Lots of uh, dot dot dots. So anyway, uh, dot, dot, dots. it's the worst Not thing ever. writing, but my, my ex-girlfriend that I was with at one point, whenever she would love to end things with dot 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 was using when she was pissed about something, which was almost always. <laughs> <'cause she> was, <laughs> and it, and it, so ever since then, whenever people say dot 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 or something, I was like, ah, and I'm like, stop it. Like, everything's fine. You're allergic. You're allergic. Ah, uh, yeah. So I'm interested. I, I don't. I don't. I remember being cool on it, but I'm curious how I feel about it now. So I am yeah. too. I'm very excited because I have not seen it in years. So I'm very, very excited to go back to it. So not. Cool. But we will get to that. We will get to that next episode. But please, again, we do. We do games episodes every every week. You have to tune in. You're going to have the other three MCU movies at this time to go listen to. So please, if you haven't heard those, listen to those. We have comic book episodes every month. Please listen to those. They need more. They need more listens. Because I keep doing them and they need more listens. All right. <laughs> I want to give an awesome shout out to our Bobby, a.k.a. Mike Stoney, who did our intro and outro that we've been borrowing from his EP, Bite the Bullet, Song Cool Kid Squad. I've said that thing well over 90 times at this point, And every time I say it a little differently somehow, <laughs> you'd be surprised. how, how Nothing's written down. The outro that I say is never written down. I just speak. Maybe one day I'll write it down. I highly doubt it. But, so please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, where I'm trying to keep up on posting screenshots from whatever upcoming game we have. And I also promote whatever new episode comes out. And I eventually should maybe a little, you know, give you guys a little heads up what MCU movie is coming out next or how soon. So please follow us on there. And we will see you guys next month with, with Captain America. Should be fun. Right. Should be I'm, good times. Sorry, Idris Elba. Sorry, I accused uh, you of such, that, such a horrible that did, thing. That never happened. That never okay. happened. I don't know what you're talking about. That was all cut out. No one heard because I'm that's getting cut out now. I'm done. It's not gonna. So nobody has any idea what you're talking about. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> all so right, bye, everybody. We'll see you next see you month. Guys. Bye. bye.